the conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody exclusive. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from their club. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat your children. It was just banter. Stay off the weed. And England win on penalties. History in itself. You know, I think it's a great city. I think they got the best organization in the NBA. But they do have some big old wins. I'm here with the winner, Derek Lewis. Derek, why don't you take your pants off? Balls are fun. I understand. Come on, take it quickly, Reggie! Yes, good match. No wonder he's in the fucking reserves. Listen, I ain't gonna forget about this by the time we get the battle. Hello and welcome to episode 188 of the Spitballing Pod. I'm Luke Byron, joined by Tom Kennett. We'll have uh, Jack Harper joining us a bit later on. I'll be honest with everyone here. We've had some technical difficulties tonight, but we've <laughs> gone out of our way. We and we're making sure this pod is delivered on time. We've gone something, to the well. Yeah, some things just aren't meant to be, TK. But fortunately, uh, we are still going to bring a pod here. We I was about to it. say Jack's coming in late like Brian Callum, but that's not a good terminology <laughs> at the minute. The way no. have gone. I mean, we referenced it a couple of weeks ago, I think, that we did the Chelsea podcast on their transfer business, which was interesting in itself. And <laughs> that was going over Roman's, Roman's reign, I should say. So, And so this week we're going to do how Liverpool went from being Champions League winners in 05 through what has probably been described as uh, Liverpool's banter era. Remember, there was the Twitter thread for each club. Arsenal, I think, is still in there. So. <laughs> but how Liverpool went from being Champions League winners to then becoming Premier League champions so we've got some howlers in there we'll <laughs> go through I'll say now I mean I won't be able to mention everyone's name I'll put it in the episode description but we did have a lot of help from people doing a survey for us because when we did the podcast with Jack I think me you and Alex were all in bemusement at some of the claims he was making up. Real Morales is the one that sticks in my head <laughs> as being as being a success. But then I spoke to I spoke to other Chelsea fans and they were in agreement with him. So either all Chelsea fans are maniacs and we're going to prove that today, or maybe we are going to see that there are some rose-tinted glasses because if me and Jack think something is mental, but then we've got our survey here with about 20 people have done it. So if 20 people are saying, no, no, we think he's a hit, and me and Jack are thinking otherwise. Then we'll maybe have our point proven there. So it's not going to be a great look for Liverpool fans if it yeah. is. Uh... <laughs> I mean, some of them, fortunately, there really is no defending. So we'll get to them. <laughs> and I mean, there was no defending done by some of the signings. So, but <laughs> as I said, some technical difficulties. Jack, growing lad as he is, he's got a wolf down his tee. I think he's uh, is he's making sure he's kept in line, strong and healthy. So we're going to do news of the week and then Jack's going to join us when he joins us. So we may start with that and we may not, but news of the week. 
we didn't do it last week and we really are stacked this week. I, I've quite, I've been quite excited to share these. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I'll start as we mean to go on. 30 year old corpse discovered in cellar of a 35 million Paris mansion. <laughs> How unlucky do you have to be if you, if you go missing and you can be buried in like the cellar of a mansion and just nobody ever knows. That is horrendous. Um, you're dead though you know what's the... yeah, but... it doesn't matter if your corpse is there 30 <laughs> years or 30 minutes is it you're done I mean I'd like people to know what happened to me <laughs> not just there to be like the mystery of Luke Byron and is then... that, where did he go oh, I don't know and then that's it <laughs> eventually he was, in this, he was in this cellar where the, the owners go I don't know how he got down there because the headline doesn't say there was any arrests made or anything like that so Obviously, It'd be tricky with you digging. as well. We'd probably just think you had something like on TV or something. And you just, we just hadn't <laughs> seen you for a few weeks. <laughs> to be fair, my, my, I had a week off last week. I think I left the house to go to the shop twice to get a burger once, which was <laughs> underwhelming because they, they forgot the mayo for um, my cheesy chips. Misery. I was trying to tell Sean because he was like, well, just put the mayo on yourself at home. I was like, there's actually quite a bit of science to this all. <laughs> the mayo, what it does is it helps cool down slightly the cheesy chips. So when I've got them home, they still got that stringiness to the cheese because when that cheese starts hardening and uh, warming back up, it's not what you want. So I walked all that way, five minutes around the corner. That was a disappointment. <laughs> um this New Zealand man gets paid 10000 a year to be a city's official wizard. <laughs> How's that for a well, job title? How did you not read into that more? Because I want to know <laughs> what his responsibilities entail. I mean, you can go back and have a look if you want, but sometimes it ruins the story because obviously yeah, the headline true. is there. Too, so I almost don't want the magic to be ruined with some of these. And actually, this next one is quite a good one. U.S. government issues bear advice saying friends don't let friends get eaten. The National Park Service has warned against sacrificing slower friends in a bear attack, even if the <laughs> friendship has run its course. <laughs> the idea. You're, that, you're that willing to get rid of something. Like, How about we have a little wander around this, uh, about this uh, bear trail? The friendship has run its course. So you just like, right, they can get eaten by a bear now. I, I care about them so little. Well, it seems like one of them where several people have ended up in the situation where the bear attack is happening. And in that moment, the friends come, you know what? I actually don't like them enough to get involved in. <laughs> They've just pinpointed who the slowest one is. All right, exactly. Get them the, the idea that they have to be given this advice. <laughs> It's obviously happened enough that they think they're going to have to put the instruction out there. Well, the next one, uh, Hookers for Jesus wins fresh round of funding from the Trump administration. <laughs> um, man proposes to girlfriend with hundreds of candles, burns down their house. She can't be mad at him for that. Where she said yes, to be romantic. Then it is uh, in sickness and in health um, through rich and through poor. So that's maybe um, she's saying that she hasn't made those vows yet. She's getting out of there quickly. He's finding out how little she really likes. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> Florida man who survived an alligator bite is then attacked by a shark. <laughs> that Florida man at it again. <laughs> Breakfast macaroni and cheese is coming in 2021, says American food suppliers Kraft. I like that they're giving it the big sell. 2021 is the year of the breakfast mac and cheese. That's what we need. It's been a rough year, so they're going to bring that in next year to even the scales up. Your thoughts on that? You're a big fan of that. Yeah, and you see see some people having things like steak for breakfast. Mac and cheese, that'd be a good little way to start your day. Each their own. Well, you don't like cheese, so you can just have the macaroni. (laughs) Um, It's something like finding out something like something out of Final Destination, a freak boating accident, anchor slingshots from water, killing captain. It's definitely <laughs> like taking his head off or something. Yeah, because that's, that's going to be very, very heavy. That's yeah. what a disgusting way to go. <laughs> Lithuanian man, Ricardus Pusies, found living in English forest five years after he went missing. We have got a female if people go missing. Yeah, I oh, know. Um, sausage vending machines are booming in Germany. They, they, no pun intended here, but they love sausage. They <laughs> absolutely adore it. I can't, the worst. I can't. What is it? Worst of everything. Yeah. They carry worst. That is actually very nice, though. Yeah. But we went our to. Our vending machine is an odd. <laughs> we went to Cologne on a school trip. Um, so I, think, I don't think I'd carry worse than I had Bradburst, which is very nice. Yeah, agreed. I'm not sure if Jack went on that trip or not. I know I know. we went on a school trip to Lille and he was mugged by some French kids. <laughs> I remember you saying he got mugged in France. We yeah. should be laughing about this. He got, <laughs> that's a crime. <laughs> I remember um, on the day before we were leaving, this, this kid um, paid all this money for this football. You know, like... It's it's awful that people will pay any anywhere over about fifteen quid for a football, but this kid must have paid about forty quid for this football or forty euros or whatever. Oh no! And it showed that some things don't change in different countries because some older kids came up and they uh, said to him, "Let me have a feel of that ball, then, mate." In whatever French words they were using, but <laughs> the the auction was clear, and so not wanting to. Uh, <laughs> maybe you oh, no. Jack previously so he gives the ball they just boot it about as far as they can and he has to tell the teacher walk off and go get his football did he get it though? yeah because this, this same kid I remember we, we were playing football um, in like the tennis courts in, in school I think everyone had that in their school but um, yeah so he did the uh, like I'm, my, my ball my rules and so before lunch was even over or whatever, he picked his ball up and said, like, that's the end of the game. People were confused and he said, um, I don't like it. It's, uh, the ball's getting scratched. <laughs> and took his ball and went home. Jesus. What have we got next? Uh, three men rescued from Pacific Island after writing SOS in sand. So it really does work. <laughs> I'm happy for him. This next one I took down just because the headline where I read the first two words made me think it's going a different way. So it's um, Cuban dons full body cardboard shield against coronavirus. Now the first thing I read was Cuban dons, and I was like, yes. this is going to be a great headline. 
What uh, transpires is a lot less cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> monkey business at Nosley Safari Park after baboons are seen armed with knives, screwdrivers, and a chainsaw. <laughs> How the fuck did they get their hands on a chainsaw? <laughs> I don't know, but it is great. We've got another animal-themed one here. Um, Hyundai showroom adopts street dog, makes him car salesman. <laughs> These COVID cuts. <laughs> That's the way things are going. Oh, my God. Jack's had about 8,000 sales jobs. Imagine if he'd been replaced by a dog. <laughs> <laughs> In a twist on loyalty programs, Emirates is... Emirates is providing travellers a, fee- a free funeral if infected with COVID. That's a tough sell. Uh, yeah. A free sick. funeral. There you go. Look, they're not cheap, so that is actually no. a great offer. <laughs> what they're doing actually is a great offer. It's just a bit morbid. Um, Macomb County Morgue buried in scandal after penis cake shows up at office. Well, we've had people chopping stuff up in the mall previously, so I hope this was like a joke birthday cake and not actually a penis in a birthday cake because the mall being linked doesn't make that sound good. <laughs> hey, look, the staff there have got to do something to alleviate the uh, <laughs> moods, surely. It's just an in joke, I'm sure. Uh, Egypt tells Elon Musk its pyramids were not built by aliens. <laughs> Elon Musk is absolutely one of them that seemed cool until you actually read something about him and it was like this is just a case of like a kid having too much money yeah that we've said it on previous weeks on the pod but someone you you liked him the less you knew yeah i didn't think i'd be compared to him and terry cruz but there we are (laughs) it it explains a lot when you then know what she seems to be like that he had an affair with amber heard (laughs) <laughs> because I yeah. thought that was mental at the time and now it just makes a lot of sense yeah it's making a lot more sense now than it did the, from what we know about her his money could be a nightmare she could be the ultimate like evil villain if she the gets around boss. on that <laughs> she tries marrying in and next thing you know she's taken over um, drugs plane bound for Australia was so packed with cocaine it was too heavy to take off police say that's one way of getting caught. <laughs> Crashing it on the runway yeah. for the cocaine. Um, we have got some science here. So human sperm don't wiggle, but instead they roll like playful otters as they swim, a study says. <laughs> We're going to have to redraw the uh, text. School. <laughs> um, the masked band survival guide to your new masked life. Members of Slipknot share tips for dealing with COVID-19. I'm not sure if they should be the ones we go to. <laughs> this next one probably is quite sad, but I took it down anyway. Um, hey, we're going to laugh anyway, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Case of Belgian woman who thought she was a chicken linked to the pressure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you, you're right. That is a tragic case. She's... She, she actually does believe she's a chicken. And <laughs> Imagining this woman, though, is... Uh, I had, like, a, a weird um, flashback earlier. Do you remember it was on one of the shows, like, Maury, Trisha, that kind of thing? Um, but there would be people that were just terrified of, like, ridiculous things. But 
they would just bring out like heaps of them to terrify the person that was on there sharing about what they were saying. I remember someone was scared of mustard and they just started <laughs> dropping it from like the rafters to terrify oh, this poor woman. What? <laughs> there was someone that was scared of like carrots or something. And they had like someone coming out dressed as a carrot. They had carrots that were just being put out in front of her and she was like screaming her head off. That is Which, that's one of them where it probably is quite horrendous if you are that person. It's like someone saying they're scared of snakes and you just start chucking snakes off a balcony towards someone. Obviously, hey, it's, it's mustard and not snakes. Yeah. Yeah, imagine he's getting drenched in mustard and just, just screaming. I thought that's probably a good, good time to say if you don't already, um, if you search Spitballing Pod on YouTube, then uh, several interviews on there for you to check out. But I thought about what an interview with someone from Jackass would be like, but I bet they're so bored of being t- being asked, what's the craziest thing you've done? Yeah, yeah. I may just be entirely depressed talking about that. So, Steve is getting by. Yeah. Well, he's. it shows that maybe the drugs were just something to help with the pain because when I went on Instagram to see john jones story of him saying that he wanted steve wanted cauliflower cauliflower ear and so they were just bashing his ear in with his championship belt yeah they've been he's been going around doing hasn't he? he's uh, yeah someone was battering it with a hammer the other day yeah mentalist um all right two headlines left so researchers find super giant sea cockroach with 14 legs fuck <laughs> stay the hell away that's what, like one of them films where they happen to have gone down that deep they've broke into the earth's core <laughs> yeah Alex will tell you that's how Godzilla came about although if Godzilla's sneaking through a crack in the earth's core that's probably bigger than a crack don't get Alex started on Godzilla <laughs> no. finally this is the darkest one of the week um British citizen was arrested in Thailand and found with six fetal corpses in his luggage, some covered with gold leaves for a satanic ritual. What? What that in your hand luggage? I was going to say, I feel a bit nervous if she's got something with like a, a wiring or something. <laughs> you don't have any food, do you? Probably won't be to your taste, but <laughs> look at my bag if you want to. It's nutritious. Yeah, they were different sizes as well, so I don't know how he went about doing this. Quite dark by included it, actually, but, you know, the people have got to be educated on what's going on in the world. Look it up, look into it, people. This could be exactly. happening all over the place. Jack must be having an absolute feasty at the fact that he's still not with us. We've gone through all our news of the week. Hey, let me tuck in. And this is what he's doing. Um, just before we get into that, so we had the Champions League last week and carrying on this week. I quite like that we're going to get one-off knockout games because the two-leg format is fun when you get a close tie, but I can't really remember the last time we had a proper neck-and-neck tie over two over two legs. You're in a tricky one there, aren't you? Because we've only... Obviously, had some last sixteen games, and obviously before that, we're going back to last last year's Champions League. So that seems like a long time ago now. Yeah, that really does. I so, thought, as I said, it about Spurs Ajax, but even then, yeah. it, 
it wasn't close until it was close. Kind of yeah, thing. So I, I, didn't I know really, what you mean. I wasn't excited for that game. It was just kind of on, and then it was, oh, Christ, it's happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do know what you mean. I think it's, it should work well, like you said, with the one-offs, I think. Yeah, I like that we've got it daily as well. Yeah, I, I, we don't need to see Leon City twice. No. We better start praying that maybe they have a one-off performance in them. Did inspire me to do a football manager save with Leon though, so I'm in that at the moment. Sold to pie first season. You're injury prone like that. You're not hanging around in my club. I'll take the cash for you. You're making a statement early on. Exactly. I do quite like doing that. I remember in the worst times of uh, under Unai Emery, every time uh, we lost a game, I used to find myself starting a new save of Arsenal just to have the thrill of selling these players. That was your revenge on these players, what they were doing to you. You'd get on there and sell them. The new one's rough, though, because on seasons before, if you want to get Ertzel off your wage bill, you used to just be able to offer him to clubs for free and someone like Colorado will pick him up. On this one, the board, which is probably more realistic, they determine if it's too low a selling fee for you. So they're like, we're not going to let him go for that because we feel like he's worth more money. The lowest we'll accept is this. So getting hurt out of the door is an absolute nightmare. Yeah, well, I don't like that. He'll have to run his contract down or loan him out for like 20% of his wages. I'm a controlling manager. I don't like the board stepping in. No. Do you like a director of football? Because I do. There's too many tasks that I really can't be dealing with. You're a delegator. I've gone all in on this one. I've got a loan manager and all sorts. <laughs> and last thing before we get into this Liverpool thing. Are you sick of this... Uh, advert yet with Rio Ferdinand because I don't see why it's that mental that he has a timer for his kids on the computer have you seen this no. advert on BT I, I not long seen I haven't seen that much of it to be sick of it but I can imagine if I'd seen it more than four or five times that would be enough for me to snap oh, yeah. I was off all last now, there we go <laughs> so, <laughs> when you say I'm watching like hockey or something and you have a break every like 30 seconds and they just show you a little glimpse of Rio Ferdinand. You don't need, need that that time as well. No, I don't need to see him any time. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. If, I don't know if the pod is the place to ask you, but I, I will anyway. No secrets here. Um, were you in a bad way on Friday in watching the football, or was it uh, overstated? Was it Saturday? That was that was Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, that was fine. Yeah, yeah. Caught, caught a bad angle. It was, it was a little bit later than the, the football was on anyway. So I was I saw the end of um, Barca-Napoli. Then, yeah, yeah, then it all went south pretty sharp. <laughs> was it in the fresh air? Were you at home? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I couldn't tell, because um, obviously it looked different where you've been doing some, some work. So I was trying to work out. <laughs> this It's just a case of things just going horribly wrong. I could have been that corpse in that mansion. <laughs> you could have been. <laughs> Even having your garden done as well. It would have been an easy way to get rid of you. That patio seems solid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know what Tiki is like? He's always late. I'm sure it'll turn up. <laughs> Just 30 years later, people think, no, maybe he's still coming. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into Liverpool anyway. I mean, otherwise, we are going to be here all night. I hope Jack's had something nice for tea because if it's... If he turns up and he's had some like microwave chips or something awful like that and he's still taking his time, 
Maybe it's been shit and they've just been rowing this whole time. <laughs> He's thrown it against the wall. Like, Make it again. It's shit. <laughs> like in the Harold and Kumar where he's arguing with the weed. Had <laughs> <laughs> a cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Popped in my head then. <laughs> so, as I said, we're, we're going to start right the way back. So, Liverpool have just won the Champions League. You're going into the summer. I don't know how vividly you can remember this. My main memory of it is that we just let Patrick Vieira go. So that's how I kind of quantify yeah. the time in my head. Yeah. And it was the last bit of silverware Arsenal had won for God knows how long. I think over the summer, we'll, we'll well, I say the summer, over the break between the seasons, we'll, we'll do an Arsenal one of these because if you think some of the Liverpool ones are bad, crikey, some of the Arsenal ones. And any chance to talk about uh, Andre Santos would be great as well. Oh, Jesus Christ. So, I mean, you're going into the summer and Momo Sissoko then is the first man who puts pen to paper. 10.8 million. What are we saying there? Because, as I said, we had exactly 20 people do this survey, so I've got nice round numbers for a lot of these. 70% of people are saying, look, for that price, Momo Sissoko is a hit. But we do have to remember that fees have changed over the years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nicked him off Everton as well, no less. So that added it. That was a sweetener. I, I think he was actually really good for uh, a holding midfielder that was just there to break up the play or whatever. I think he was really good. Um, he was really good in that because uh, we obviously ended up going on to win the FA Cup that year. Yeah. A couple of really great games in the FA Cup as well. So he was, I always thought he was a little bit unlucky on two counts. He ended up getting an eye injury, which he wasn't quite as good afterwards. But also, we brought in Mascherano not long after this. And kind of yeah. he's he ends up being the, the go-to sort of midfielder for that sort of role. So I think yeah. Sissoko was a little bit unlucky, but I think for what he was, I think I'll give him a hit. You've um, you've mentioned him there. I'll just quantify now that Mascherano, the year that he kind of falls into here, is um, when you sign him permanently because obviously he came on loan first, didn't he, with the issues of West Ham, and then you sign him permanently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, if if he falls into a different year of what you'd expect, then that's why. So we'll do what we did with Jack. So I'll kind of, before I give my opinion or before Jack gives his opinion, if he ever does join us, we'll always go to you first, get your take on things. And then if we disagree for any reason, then we'll go there. But for a lot of these early ones, I remember this was the time when I would have had to be getting up at about 7am to watch Match of the Day and doing so. But Momo Sissoko isn't someone that's necessarily going to pop up on your match your day highlights package for what he's doing. <laughs> no. But this is a rush tackle. Yeah. I, I didn't... When I was compiling the survey, he wasn't one. I, I, I scrolled through some and thought, crikey, what a horrific sign in these are. And he was kind <laughs> of one where it was... If there was a way of falling, if I'd put, rather than hit-miss, a kind of... Uh, yeah, I was I was thinking people. You said seventy percent on this, didn't you? I thought it yeah. might be fairly split on him. Well, I think with some of them, if I put kind of a middle option, it's too easy a cop out to. Do yeah, no, I, them. I definitely agree. Yeah, yeah. What? Well, just just looking at kind of uh, what he did afterwards. So he, he goes to Juventus, as you say, and he was brought in to be a partner for Claudio Marchisio, obviously goes on to have a great career, probably 
not mentioned as much as he, as, as he should be. Mm-hmm. But he's in Ranieri's Juventus side, and they obviously thought well enough of him. One, you, uh, Juventus midfield is never going to be much of a slouch. And two, they obviously think that he's technically very good to bring him in to then partner with Marquisio and kind of show him the ropes, as it would. Yeah, I, was, I did I did rate him. It's a shame he, he didn't exactly sort of take off after Liverpool, which uh, I saw people no. attribute it to that eye injury, whether that was to do with it or whether he was always going to just sort of hit a ceiling. I don't know. Yeah, a sentence I picked up from his uh, Wikipedia says it. Sissoko's injury problems continued throughout the rest of the 0910 season and into the 10-11 season, as he suffered thigh strains, a leg strain, Achilles tendon inflammation, and finally a season-ending knee injury. So he uh, wasn't okay. fortunate. No, that's a bad injury, then. Um, you then signed Peter Crouch, who <laughs> he the I don't know whether to say whether it's whether people thought he was a hit or miss before. I, I think I'll take your opinion each time and then give the yeah. consensus on the poll, All but. Right. This was one who I was checking it as it was being done and it kind of pulled one way rather than the other, but it was it was split for quite a while. And I I thought it would be uh, fairly simple. So would you deem him as a success? So yeah, I was I was thinking straight away a hit. And then I was speaking to Sean over the weekend and he said, like, do you think Crouch is a hit? And it kind of just got in my head a little bit, just in terms of if you think where he had his peak years it was probably at Portsmouth and at Spurs. So I don't think he was necessarily at his best at Liverpool. I think towards the end he probably was at that same similar sort of level, but probably wasn't getting enough game time to showcase it. Uh, I'm I'm still saying a hit. I still think he was good enough. I think there were actually some games under Rafa where I thought he probably should have been given more of a crack at it. I know the, the Champions League final, for example, is one he, he mentions a lot that yeah. he felt he should have either started or certainly come on off the bench, which I agree with. And I thought, it was one of my numerous sort of criticisms of Rafa, I thought he was a little bit too conservative and cautious at the times. And certainly was very slow to put a sub on. And I thought Crouch, he probably could have benefited from uh, maybe a different manager, but certainly if Rafa had been a, a little bit more willing to use him more often, I think. Which is strange when you consider that spell he had to start with. Right? How many games did he go about scoring? Like maybe 20 or something stupid? Crikey. And Rafa was happy to, you know, sort of keep throwing him to the dogs then. So it seems strange. I'm I'm giving it a hit. But yeah, I wasn't 19 months com- four months. Yeah, yeah, it's a long time, isn't it? And even then when it did, it was one of those it was nearly a known goal, I think, his goal. But <laughs> he was obviously claiming it for what it was worth. Yeah, I I will admit as well, I do remember watching that first but thinking this just isn't gonna work. <laughs> he's obviously been okay at Southampton. He's maybe not quite at the required level. He obviously looks unfortunate on the football pitch anyway. I thought this just isn't going to work. But it, it worked out. I was well, going to point out that he, he's, hey, we've got Jack joining us. There we go. Jack, how was your tea? It was great. Thanks. Bit too hot what for did... a roast dinner. I'm absolutely. Roast dinner? Crikey. Oh. I know. Way too hot for it. But it tasted great all the same. Well, or you've missed, well, you've missed some good news of the week. So you'll have to listen back to that. But the oh, only well. player you've missed us. Speak about is um, Momo Sissoko, and we're on to Peter Crouch. So you've joined so at a good time. I have. I'm a fan of Crouch, eh? Um, TK, I was going to say that just on the back of what you just said, it works out well that he's gone from being perceived as a joke to being perceived as a decent footballer with a personality alongside it because yeah. obviously there was, there was all the chances, feet sticking out of the bed and all sorts. And I think he did play <laughs> up to it, but 
He signed from Southampton. He scored 12 goals in 27 appearances. Liverpool, his record isn't as favourable. It's 22 in 85 games, which is... Well, it must just be league because 12 goals in 73 appearances for Spurs is looking rough, if not. Yeah, you're going to say, but, Luke, sounds in my memory, and he's better than that, I suppose. Probably um, league goals, maybe. Not too sure. I'm just going by uh, his little stats column. But either way, I think for the money you paid for him, so you've paid less for him than you than you have for um, Momo Zosoko. Yeah, seven mil for Crouchy, wasn't it? Uh, I think. I went through trans- transfer market is where I've got the official fees from. I think it does include the add-ons and things on there, which is why some of them yeah, see more than the, like the reported fee. Yeah, on that survey, I was thinking everything seems like a couple of million more than I. Yeah, remember I think that, it includes just about things, everything. Yeah. But he's obviously had that great Champions League campaign, which you said, where he doesn't then start in the final, unfortunately. <laughs> But yeah, I would say he's a success. The way he plays, he's he got the most out of what he has. Scored the perfect hat-trick against Arsenal, which when I saw the supposed goal record there, I was thinking, it's only 22 goals and three of them he scored against Arsenal. The perfect <laughs> hat-trick is very Arsenal. They're all very good goals as well, if I remember rightly on that. Yeah. Do you, do you know when you're watching a football game and they say like, you know, he was rejected from the so-and-so academy 10 years ago and you think oh Christ I know what's happening here when they when they say uh, you know such and such team has never won on a Sunday at home yeah before. 100% like, you know you know what's happening here yeah they said that Arsenal hadn't lost a three o'clock kickoff on a Saturday in such and such time and then got beat by Brighton it was like well I knew I was that was going to happen <laughs> I think it was like a three o'clock kickoff to a lower half of the table team in so it hadn't however long. And there, yeah, obviously that happened. Jack, would you have given Crouchy a hit or a miss? I'd have given him a hit. I think it was the cult figure side of things as well. Like during that time, that was around the robot time, wasn't it? Or around yeah. 2006 when he did the robot in that Jamaica game. And I think his stock was quite high just as a likeable bloke. And it's, even, it's only gone up, really, that likeable bloke factor down the years. And I think for just being an all-round good lad, I think <laughs> he's, he's a hit just for that. Really the, for his personality. Yeah, and the overhead kick. I, I can't remember who it was against. I just remember him scoring an overhead kick. He did a couple, didn't he? You think, how yeah. is he supposed to be, how's he able to do that? He's in the Champions League one, though. And I was going to the sideways against one against Man City, yeah. I'm pretty sure. But mm. I'm pretty sure, was it? I've got Olympiacos in my head. But I think that might be that everyone scores crackers against them in the Champions League. <laughs> yeah. I'd love that if that was just their their role in the Champions League, just to have people score corkers against them. Absolutely. Every, every time they just kind of shrug and clap, you're like, you know what, it's happened again, lads. <laughs> yeah. Well, it used to be the classic. You'd tune in to see them on like ITV4 in the kind of Tier 2 game of the Champions League on a Tuesday or Wednesday. And you'd have about five goals put past them by Arsenal, Liverpool, United. Chelsea in the later years and on their way. Yeah, exactly. That was just their role. I don't think there's much debate for the next one. So Pepe Reina, not not much to say on him, but 
Alisson, I assume, has eclipsed him as the best Liverpool goalkeeper you've seen, TK. But do you think it's close at all? Or I, th- I actually do think it's, it's relatively close in terms of, at this point in time, I think people maybe f- remember the Reina we've got now and maybe right towards the end of Liverpool, he was dropped off a little bit. But for a spell, yeah. I think he, other than obviously Czech was the standout, I don't think Reina was a million miles off that for a couple of seasons. I know he won the, uh, is it Golden Gloves for the, Golden Glove for the yeah. most clean sheets or whatever. I know you got two or three of them. He had um, that Spanish goalkeeper curse as well, wasn't it? Of like, he is an international standard keeper, but you're not getting ahead of Casillas. Casillas, yeah. <laughs> and I thought even at a time period where I think he was playing at as good a level as Casillas, I think he was never going to because Casillas exactly, yeah. was already there. So I do think he is probably unfortunate in that he doesn't get remembered as well as he probably should. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Alisson has obviously got the, the jump on him now. Yeah, our survey, all 20 people said he was a hit, so there you go. And some of these, I'm sure someone tried sabotaging this, and even they didn't put Pepe Reina as a miss, so there you go. (laughs) It's bad. My overriding memory of him is I remember him having a howler against Andy Johnson. And I'm sure he must have thrown it out like onto his head or something. I remember Andy Johnson nodding it in from close, and Reina doing either like a throw it into the net after or booting it. And I can just remember vividly, that goal whenever I think of Reina or Everton, really. I think that's the only Merseyside derby we've lost in some ridiculous time period. That's probably why I remember. Something like 16, 17 years or something stupid. I think his, obviously his most famous moment, the one that always sticks in my mind is the beach ball moment. I was going to say, I thought the beach ball <laughs> would get a mention. Like, that was when I, you thought, what, what's, what's happened to us? Why, yeah, why do we deserve this? Exactly. It was almost like a complete turning point, wasn't it? Because you were in the ascendancy as, as Liverpool as a team for the seasons prior to that. That was the season Benitez went, wasn't it? And it was just an absolute downturn from the beach ball moment. <laughs> it just sparked this chain reaction. And that's up until recently, the Liverpool that we've had for the last 10 years. It's all centred on that beach ball. It is. <laughs> In hindsight, that's as much very Sunderland as it is very Liverpool for that to happen to them because that kind of freak thing is very... You never usually see anything normal linked to Sunderland in the papers anyway. It's the sort of thing that would keep them up. (laughs) They'd stay up on a goal like that. (laughs) Also, going to what we just said about... I remember seeing that Andy Johnson goal on match of the day. Nothing quite like it. When you you didn't just get your goals um, like on Twitter two seconds after they go in, you had the odd person that paid for that, like the sun thing, where you would get the goals texted to you. But yeah, it was class tuning in when you knew that you were going to see a cracker of a game. I remember getting up early it. to see um, Czech and Kudacini get smashed by Reading. <laughs> Quite dark looking back, but yeah, a little bit. Some of the headlines we've had, Jack, before you got here, it's been one of their episodes. <laughs> we had a British man being found with six fetuses in his bag while going through an airport. Right, so one of those episodes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, one of those. Yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll, just, I'll just say, because I mentioned the Florida man earlier, the headline was, Florida man who survived an alligator bite is then attacked by a shark. <laughs> That's like his own beach ball moment. You just, <laughs> you just know that the world's against you at that point. They've not they've not specified there whether he survives the attack yeah. either. So they said he survived the alligator, the shark then goes for him. We don't know what happens now. 
Um, so next after Rayner, <laughs> we had um, Dan Agger from Bromby, 7.88 million. One of the coolest centre-backs I can ever remember seeing. Agreed. Had the hard man look. Um, and I remember him being linked with us towards the end of his time at Liverpool. Yeah. Well, I think you said to me before, TK, probably did have a few more years in him before he did leave, but he just wanted to return to Denmark, didn't he? Well, I think there was a... Yeah, I I, I had some frustration with Brendan over this, where he, uh, when he first came in, he made Aga vice-captain, I believe, at the time. And then he started not playing him, and obviously binned him off to bring in Saka. You think, for Rodgers, he wants us to play football out from the back. Aga's one of the best ballpen centre-ass that have been around in a while, and Saka is Saka. So <laughs> I, I just couldn't quite add that up. But then when it did come to Salaga, yeah, you're right, he got linked with Arsenal, and he got linked with uh, Barcelona for a bit as well. <laughs> but uh, he's obviously ended up going back home. I did see an interview with him where he said himself that his body was just breaking down uh, to the okay. point where he couldn't really handle the rigours of English football anymore. So, you know, in, in hindsight, maybe whatever was going on in training, Rodgers and them were seeing what was really going on. But yeah, def- definitely a hit for me. I thought he was really, really yeah. good. Unlucky with the injuries, really. Well, actually, one person, uh, two people out of 20 said he was a miss, but I don't really wow. know. So um, all I remember him for is that screamer against Blackburn. Did, it was a screamer against it, West Ham as well, I think. Yeah, one of his he first games. His absolutely arrowed it into the top corner. I just realised Skirtle isn't on my survey, so I don't know what happened there, why he wasn't on uh, transfer marks. But I'm, there we I'm, go. Sure, I'm sure he was, because I wrote oh, him. Maybe, uh, oh, I'm not sure then. Um, Next one. So this is the, the highest percentage for a miss um, so far. Um, Mark Gonzalez from uh, Alba Seat, have you said, for 2.25 million. What memories do you have of him, TK? Good or bad? Yeah, not great. Uh, <laughs> we He was one as well, where I think we had actually gone for him the year before. He'd had a work permit issue, so it had been basically delayed for 12 months, so we could oh, okay. go back again. And so he'd been sort of talked up quite a bit. And yeah, he was... He was not very good. <laughs> uh, um, never really saw anything that made me think, I don't know why we signed him. No. Nah. Um, Bolo Zenden, signing from Middlesbrough on a free. What would your take be, hit or miss? Uh, even on a free, I'd say a miss. Not... That's, that's what people went for on the poll. Was it? Yeah, yeah, he just didn't really play very much. By then, it was right at the end of his career. I don't know if... Um, yeah, 23 appearances. members of him at Chelsea. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, I don't I think he was... <laughs> yeah, he was... He was uh, I think he was long gone by the time he got to Liverpool. Hey, he was Chelsea assistant manager in 2012. That still amazes me. I, I, I still see flashes <laughs> of him in his coach's kit. That, that happened. I mean, um, we talk about bad memories. I just constantly remember him celebrating with uh, Asmo Jan when they were at Sunderland <laughs> and trying to dance. And he was like, you can't dance like he can. No, I remember Stop doing that. Um, so what, what would you have given that year out of 10? Because we've got everything ranging from one to nine here. Yeah, I wish I remember what I give it on the survey. I think I give it... I think I'd probably give it a seven. I think, I I think that's quite like, good. The likes of Reina and Aga... Sissoko, Crouch, Reina, Aga were all hits. Yeah. Zenden was 65-35 on the survey and Mark Gonzalez is the only clear flop there because Zenden didn't really do anything bad, did he? He just didn't do it. Yeah, I, I think we kind of knew what we were getting, didn't we, with him as well? Yeah. I, so, I, I had a look through the, like, all of the transfers and 
Liverpool didn't spend tons and tons of money each time, so it's kind of hard to judge the hit or miss factor. So when we did the Chelsea one, it was so astronomical. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, but when Liverpool did spend money, then we'll get to them. Yeah, so. I'm looking forward to that part. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> it, was all, better. <laughs> it was also as well, like, this was a characteristic of a lot of uh, Rafa's sort of thing where he'd go for someone like Mark Gonzalez. But bearing in mind, obviously, Spanish, he's not far removed from having been a manager in La Liga himself. You'd hope he'd have sort of a knowledge base on these players. And he was, we were constantly linked with players like Mark Gonzalez. And we think, I don't know much about these players. And when they do get here, there's a reason I didn't know much about them. Yeah. <laughs> they aren't very good. Why were we, you know, in the market for them? It's strange. Well, Wenger was obsessed with France for a while and then we got the Shamax and things. So it does happen. <laughs> I said, Jack, we're going to do an Arsenal one in a couple of weeks or so because there's some absolute stinkers on there. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. We'll run through some of these um, because, I mean, we do have about 60, 70 left. And... Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, Dirk Koitkweech, whatever way you pronounce <laughs> his name, 100% got to be a hit, hasn't it? 16.2 million, which is the highest so far, but it looks like he worked that fee out perfectly. Yeah, it's, it's a hit, and this is from someone who wasn't a fan of out, but he Jeez. was no, not necessarily. I shouldn't say I wasn't a fan of him because he did his job. It's just his presence in the team. I thought was something that was holding Liverpool back. If you look at, okay, okay, we had no right midfield. If you had Gerard playing off Torres, I just felt we needed some pace and flair down the sides around there. If you looked at the 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 best teams around then at that point, I think that's where we were considerably weaker than them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and sometimes you need that. And you did, as people will point out, point up with important goals at times. But I think if you had a bit more sort of flair down that side, I think you, we were probably that one player away from, I think, being a top team. And that could have been in his position, I think. He loved a goal against us. Scored one in the first round where someone else will get to later, went on to dive. Um, <laughs> uh, Jermaine Pennant, so... 8.19 million from Birmingham for a start. I don't know who sanctioned that transfer. <laughs> <laughs> because it seems like one of them is so uncharacteristic against every transfer we've seen so far on this list. One person gave them a hit, and I'll, I know who it is. It was Jack Blackson. Because, <laughs> Your name and names. <laughs> well, I was, well, this is how it went. So I was speaking to him about the survey. And I was looking through the results and I said, I said, we've got some mental results here. Someone said Jermaine Pennant was a hit. He's like, that was me. <laughs> he said he played in the Champions League final, mate. I don't know what you're on about. <laughs> I mean, he is right as right. In that first half, he was the best player on the pitch. Genuinely, he was He's really good. He's messaged me since saying, honestly, I, I don't know what you mean. He was good for us. And I haven't replied because I don't know what I can reply to that. Yeah, he was the, he was the best from the pitch for the first half of that Champions League final and he scored a scream against Chelsea I remember um, after <laughs> he that, played a game sure for us while on tag <laughs> I would love to say first... we got him when he was a bit more mature but we've seen him <laughs> since he is definitely not he, he, he played um, a game for us the first time I went to Highbury he played uh, Seb Larson was on the bench so some of the names you had there his name was in the headlines more for drink driving than it was footballing <laughs> because I swear he's drunk driving about 16 times. Yeah, he didn't learn the lesson very well, did he? No. Well, actually, you say maybe he did learn the lesson because he was getting away with it every time. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I would I would love to 
say he was a hit. I, I would enjoy saying it, but I, yeah, there's too much evidence to the yeah. contrary. And now you search him and he's told that same Monopoly story about 8,000 times. <laughs> um, one of the more contentious ones on the list then, Craig Bellamy, where do you stand on that? 8.1 million from Blackburn. Yeah, he he's a miss, which is maybe not through, and I've said this probably already, and I will say with some of the other ones we've got coming up, don't think necessarily always through his own fault. Don't think he was used enough. Don't think Rafa played him properly. Um, so it has to be a miss. But it's a shame. I thought he, again, his temperament wasn't great. But I thought uh, when he was at Liverpool, I thought he was fine. He behaved himself and he could have been a top player, I think. He really behaved himself. He had the Risa incident while at Liverpool. Generally, I meant some of the <laughs> um, other stuff. But yeah, you, Aside from missing Risa with a golf club. It he, says an awful lot about an your yeah, your expectations are, man, that he can hit someone with a golf club and you don't consider that a huge indiscretion. Well, especially when he then goes to score together. against Barca and <laughs> celebrates by doing it. I mean, just disrespectful. His, his goal record isn't that great, but he's someone where I can't help but remember him as a good player because he's someone where you, you mention him in kind of your standard, what you'd call like, a pub conversation about football, even if someone doesn't really go to the pub where you're not really delving into stats. You kind of go in on the eye test, as we always yeah. say. And he was someone who threw on goal. You would expect to put it away. Yeah, lightning quick and run with the ball. I think you probably saw the best of him when he was at City, when he actually had a good, sort of had a clean run. Yeah. And I think at times like that, he was keeping like, I know he kind of went off the board, but people like Robinho out the team. And he yeah. was the better option. So... I think he showed what he could do. I think maybe it was just too brief a period of time. This well, was I also... I not... him as a pundit when I've seen him. Yeah, agreed. I think he speaks well. I think uh, we had an interesting thing that I remember seeing interviews around this time with Penn and uh, Bellamy. From what I can make it, they were Liverpool fans growing up. So they seem to be, well, they care about the club. There's more to get into it than this. You know, I know plenty <laughs> of people who support Liverpool. It doesn't mean I'm going to sign them. <laughs> he, he was signed two of the biggest problem players. He was described by Bobby Robson as the gobbiest footballer I've ever met. Yeah, some of like the referees' quotes on Bellamy are always great. I think it was like Clattenberg you know, or something said he was just a complete prick. <laughs> I <laughs> hated him. Back at all. I hated him. Just this little punch. He's got back one of them faces. Jack, Jack I think Russell. even by his own admission, I think he said he was like an angry little man. Do, do you know he's the current manager of the Anderlecht under-21 team? Yeah, yeah, because um, him and company are boys, aren't they? I used to pick him up on a football manager because his stats were always class for managing a youth team. Now um, Dirk Coit is my uh, go-to man, actually, for my under-19s, <laughs> with um, Anelka as an assistant. Blimey. Anelka usually gets a bit big for his boots, so and goes elsewhere. How shocking. Yeah. <laughs> um, a couple of ones who I, I think would be a clear. So Alvaro Arbeloa, would you would you say he was a hit? Eighty five percent of people did. Yeah, I've got him as a hit. Three million. Yeah, three million. And he was a good, great player. He could play anywhere across the back. Yeah, he played right back. But um, yeah, he ended up taking Steve Finnan's role, which you know Finnan was a the classic sort of. Um, a little bit like Paolo Ferreira at Chelsea, but, you know, you say like 7 out of 10, nothing too yeah. spectacular. Absolute um, journeyman. And, and, yeah, and Arbeloa ends up taking his role. So, and we tr- we tried it a few times with different players. I remember we signed that um, Hossamy, well, I think that was yeah. in 2005, prior to the Champions League. Again, 
another dog shit player from Spain. <laughs> just like what we ever saw in him, I don't know. But we tried it a few times to replace Surf, and then eventually Abaloa did the job. Keenan had him in his favourite team ever, Steve Finnan. So, uh, and he liked Abaloa, so he must have been doing something right after he dislodged his boy. He also scored a free kick, didn't he, in that battering of United where Gerald kissed the camera? No, that was, was that Aurelio. Uh, Aurelio, yeah. And Dos Senna scored those in that game up. as well, a chip, didn't he? And Dos Senna, yeah. Yeah. So Aurelio was actually the next one, next one up, and this is a 60-40 split. I won't tell you which way. Um, how how did you see him? Because I thought he would be quite clearly a hit when I saw the results coming in. But no, I've. This is a. Uh, this is. Where it's good that you've put only hit or miss because he would be a very uh, sort of down the middle uh, option. I would probably say a miss just because I think he obviously had talent, but he was injured a lot and didn't play that okay. much. And you think he, he never really secured the left back role? I remember Reese was there before, didn't take his place. We ended up trying to bring in people like Dosena to try and play that. He, he stuck around, but I don't think he ever made the position his own. So I'll give it, it a it, miss, but he was good. It was 60-40 in favour of a hit, so he's obviously remembered fondly there. Did, he was cheap, wasn't he? Did you say he was a free or was it a cheap Yeah, he was a free, he was a free yeah. transfer from Valencia. So in that regard, obviously, nothing lost. But if you're just kind of asking me to judge as the player, yeah, I, I will say missed just... From but. Valencia, he might actually be one that Rafa did remember. And to be fair, I remember you proper talk to him up when he joined he said he could like pass a ball like Xabi Alonso but with his left foot <laughs> I'm thinking that is nice to put on your new left back you signed and I, I remember as a result that was pretty hyped he had, I well, think he had the, the technical ability it was just bad luck of injuries again I think well that's like you, you can someone can hit a ball well but if you say like he hits a ball like Adriano on Pez 6 it's like he's going to struggle to live up to that <laughs> yeah 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 that's, that's a murder weapon did he not score that free kick against Chelsea in the Champions League as well? Like that near post one that bamboozled Czech? Yeah, that was it. Yeah, he, again, he had, a, he had a good free kick on him as well. Lovely left foot. Mm. Probably, it's for that reason I'm probably saying this guy would feel like he had time to probably be a, a top left back and never was really that guy. So the, the pick for the rating of the incomings 0607 was um, 5 out of 10 was the most picked. It ranged from 2 to 8. Um, five was the, was the winner with, Fair play guess, to those going out to bat for the eight Yeah <laughs> Aurelio went down as a hit Arbaloa Bellamy a miss Pennant a miss Coit a hit So I guess you got a lot of service out of Dirk Coit A lot of service out of Arbaloa And Aurelio was hit or, was kind of I was going to say hit or miss Which obviously was But um, <laughs> Aurelio I think, I, think I get it five, So I feel good about that Yeah Um so we, we go into them where Liverpool start looking like they're going to build something. We go in 2007-2008. Fernando Torres, first one up, 34.2 million. Everyone's given that as a hit. Yeah, you can't A not. lot different to how it goes on the Chelsea one we did. He was my favourite... <laughs> two, two different Torreses. And most feared player of all time. We played <laughs> for another team. You feared um, him when he was scoring on goal for Chelsea as well. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever, I, whenever he'd play Chelsea, he'd always have an absolute stormer of a game. I used to be petrified of him. That first goal, wasn't it, when he rinsed uh, Benayim and then slotted it bottom corner, he thought, OK, we've got a player here. Yeah, did yeah. that sit-down, that sit arms-folded mm. celebration, I remember it well. Mm. Vidic still has nightmares about him. <laughs> I and do Fabio, love that little battle. 
he he was one of them where, as Jack just said, you did genuinely fear going into a game. And it, it's strange because someone say like Aguero is a great player, great goal scorer. I don't go into Man City games being terrified of Aguero. He probably no. is going to score. But he's not someone who I single out beforehand as in like, He's absolutely someone that I'm terrified of. And used to have Rooney at United, used to have that kind of player, Drogba at Chelsea. And Torres is right among that kind of tier. I don't remember recently, apart from when we've played Barcelona and Messi, fearing a player like I feared Liverpool's Fernando Torres. Uh, it's just before a game, just getting a sweat, just thinking about it. <laughs> Horrible. I'm curious, but then is that, I mean, it's obviously a testament to how good he was, but it's also potentially that he was our basically our only weapon. <laughs> obviously, obviously, Gerard obviously scores goals from midfield as well, but I think it it's was literally th- shit or bust. If those two did the job, great. If we didn't, then it's I think really he's saying this. We all have better defenders then as well. When you look yeah. at our teams, yeah, we all have yeah, better yeah, defenders, true. and yet still he's rinsing them for fun. Yeah, I, th- I think it's more the fact that he can do it all. He can take the ball, travel with it, pace someone, and finish. He can hit from outside the area. He can volley it from a stupid angle. Like, he can just score from any angle. Strong, good in the air, yeah. Yeah, yeah he that, was. That's what it, made him so fear, fearful, just the fact that no matter where he has the ball on the pitch, you just fear what he's going to do with it. When I think of him, I remember a certain goal, and if I'm remembering it right, it was against Blackburn, where he bent yeah. it in from one end of the box right into the other corner. Is yeah. that right, TK? Blackburn yeah, that was it. And that was kind of him in a nutshell. For one that sticks out in my mind is a Liverpool Man U game I was watching. And it was so simple, but so Torres, so effective. The ball was coming across and he aimed to shoot with the outside of the foot. The outside of the foot did it into Van der Sar's near post and it just went straight in and we didn't even get close to it. I think that was how quick he was and how quick thinking he was. I think that's really what set him apart. Yeah, great, the amount of goals he scored for us where I thought no one else on our team would even like dream of doing that I just think they just don't have it in the locker and it, you said about it was just changing sort of a transfer strategy for Liverpool getting a bit more serious again he was a recognised name Torres has kind of constantly yeah. been linked to a move to England for a couple of years prior to that obviously he scored goals for Atletico so it was the first I guess probably big signing I got really excited for because it was someone mm. I recognised someone I knew didn't they say we- there was that urban legend going around where he had like you never walk alone on the inside of his Captain's armband or something like that. Yeah, he did. He did have it on his on his captain's armband. So mm. people then said that to me, and he was obviously a diehard Liverpool fan. Which I think <laughs> when he when he left the club, they thought, okay, no, he wasn't. <laughs> if you if you think how we are now, and you hear people complaining, oh, it's horrible, isn't it? If, imagine being the manager of England now, and you have got to think about selecting all these attackers. When you're Spain and you're playing with one striker, and you've got. Torres, you've got David Villa, and you've got a wealth of other attacking talents. That's real struggle. I can just pick them and fit them in one team. Not so much yeah. what we have. Yeah. When it, when you're picking between like Madison and Grealish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Different level of problem. So I've said this a couple of times. Um, closest one we've had so far. Um, Ryan Babble from Ajax TK, fifteen point five three million. So Liverpool were clearly going for it this this summer because that's 50 million between Torres and Babel. Where would Babel fit for you in the hit and miss category? Yeah, I agonised over this one a little bit because I liked him and I thought he definitely fell into the category of I don't think it was used properly 
very rarely started, come off the bench very late on. And he did, I know it's a bit of a Walcott syndrome, but he did say he wanted to play up front constantly and yeah. basically was just constantly shifted out to the left. I don't think he ever really got a run at games up front. No, um, not for any club. No, no. And I guess the fact that he hasn't really gone on to do anything since is probably probably goes flies in the face of my argument that he should have given more of a chance at Liverpool. Uh, I'll, I'll say, even though he had some good memories like the Arsenal game, which you alluded, you alluded to. Yeah. Um, I mean, he torched he us then when he came on. Yeah, he, he had moments like that as well. He, where he showed what he could do. So he gave us moments, but I think overall a miss. When you consider he was kind of seen as one of the top talents in Europe at this point. I remember seeing him in yeah. the uh, under-21s tournament. I think he looks a player. And the fact that he didn't live up to that potential, I'll, I'll have to give it a miss, which is a shame because I like him. Yeah, um, so it was it was um, 55-45 in favour of hit. Actually, that doesn't surprise me. I think that's a... in my in my head instinctively. I, I thought he was a hit, but I think as you as you've alluded to, then it may be because of the potential that we kind of know about. He only went for eight million, so by the end of it, he clearly was uh, just not really thought of at all. My my actual my main memory of him is when he posted a picture on Twitter of Howard Webb in a United shirt. When Liverpool <laughs> lost to him in the, in the FA Cup, and he got fined ten grand for it. That was the original sort of Twitter controversy, wasn't it? Yeah. People weren't even necessarily really on Twitter at that point. He was. Look, you could attribute the rise of Twitter to Ryan Babel. <laughs> this probably, from what we heard about Sancho today, this sentence here. So, on the 18th of January, Liverpool agreed a fee believed to be in the region of seven million for Babel from Hoffenheim. On the 24th of January, Kenny, Kenny Dalglish said the Babel would be staying at Liverpool. The next day, Babel flew to Germany to finalise the deal to Simon Hoffenheim. <laughs> so there you go, United fans. Don't be too worried. I do always enjoy that. Like someone at Dortmund comes out today and says he's staying. So that's it. Oh, yeah. Have you ever watched anything to do with football? Yeah. <laughs> I, I said the the Leon president did that with Lacazette, and we signed him later that day. So he was obviously having his medical done while he was saying there is absolutely no way he's leaving. I like the idea he didn't know. He, <laughs> he's just gone back to and they're like, no, no, he is going. You fucking what? You made me look a right mug. So I'll take it back earlier, Jack. You were right. So Martin Skirtle was the next signing. It's, it's a big window, this. So £9 million from Zenit. I believe Looks Skirtle like... comes in January. So I think we've done this in okay, the summer. Okay. Skirtle comes in January. So he he looks like every hard man centre back that people with an England flag in their bio dream of having in their team. <laughs> He's spot on there, and then he does play like that kind of centre back too. Ninety five percent of people saying he's a hit, so it's probably quite hard to argue with that. Yeah, I think he was a hit. I think there was some questions at first, but he he was a good centre half without ever being a top top centre half I think yeah. so Lucas Lever then also that um, that window from Gremio 9 million that year sorry so with him he's someone who from the outside looking in Liverpool fans opinion of him seemed to change on and off on and off and probably like Giroud with Arsenal it's only when he left that people kind of sat up and said you know what he, was, he wasn't a bad player yeah, it was odd. I think at first he he looked like miles off it. I know he was young, but he looked miles off the pace. Then he's 
sort of slowly grew and grew. He was unfortunate that he essentially ended up slotting into a midfield after Xabi Alonso's left, after Mascarano's left, and we've been left yeah. with Lucas, which is never a, which isn't a, a fortunate position to be in if you're him. But I think for, there was a spell of a season or two where I think he ended up being one of our best players. I think maybe coincided with the fact that we were in the Europa League. But I remember he played really well in that. Um, so I do think he was one of the, the better holding midfielders around for a spell. And then remember he got another injury as well. And uh, towards the end of his time with us, it was like he was running through water. So that was unfortunate. But I, I think it's a hit. I think just for the spells he did have, maybe didn't start so great, didn't end so great. But the spell in the middle, I think he was very, very good. Probably doesn't get the props it was due because we weren't a very good team overall. What do you think was a worse decision at the time? Arsenal letting Vieira go when they did or Liverpool letting Xabi Alonso go when they did? Uh, Liverpool letting Xabi Alonso go because we essentially forced him out by our antics the summer before by deciding actually we'll pie you and try and get Gareth Barry. (laughs) So I think he took us a bit of an insult. Yeah, we had Fabregas ready to step in as well, which always helps. And I, I did get a sense with Vieira that he... He did have an eye on a move because if he, he ends up he, going to Juve, doesn't he? Yeah, he says that because the year before there was talk of him was waiting Madrid, for, wasn't there? He said he was waiting for a deal that never came, and we did what Chelsea do in this window with the look. You're hitting thirty now. We're not going to give you the deal you're after. And then some other clubs, like, you idiot, we'll give him the cash. So there you go. Lucas Leyden, my my main memory of him, and I've got these kind of a lot of these little tidbits with some of these players is. I remember him posting a picture of himself as a Simpson and thinking, you do actually look like a Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite a memory to have of him. <laughs> um, Yossi Ben-Oyun, a man we've all had experience with playing for our club. So, <laughs> yeah. the next man up. Yossi comes from West Ham, 6.57 million. And if we got a 65-35 split here. So, TK, how, how do you see this one? I think he's a hit for not a lot of money. I think he played well. When he did get games, I think he he did his job. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think he was just he just looked like a rat. Like, do you know <laughs> what I mean? You know, like Peter Pettigrew from Harry Potter, where he can <laughs> transform into a rat. So then his human self takes on rat-like features. That's what Yossi Ben Oh yeah, one of the most unfortunate-looking players we've ever had for sure. Yeah. I just realised we are on transfer eighteen, and I think there was about. 98, so some of these we will have to fly we'll by. Jack, Jack might have put in to get into. <laughs> yeah. We haven't even yeah. mentioned Andre Voronin. No, so he's actually the next man up. Um, this is... We've got two 100% misses in a row here. Um, Andre Voronin being one of them. And on a free transfer, that is hard to do. Yeah, that's him going. <laughs> I always say there was a game against... There was a game uh, against Arsenal where... Andre Voronin started up top for Liverpool. Bentner started up front for Arsenal and both scored in a one-all draw. <laughs> that was a sign of where both teams were. <laughs> what, what, what happened to these once great clubs? <laughs> hey, I showed you earlier, Bentner's got a better goal-to-game ratio than Martial in the Premier League, Champions League and all competitions, if you want to take that. Jesus. Um, the next one that was 100% miss... Um, Emiliano and Schuer. He's got a bit of a spice to his name coming from Boca, but didn't pay off. No, this is I, one I where Boca never revealed the fee either, so I, dr- I dread to think what it could have been. Either they felt they'd been ripped off or Liverpool paid a horrible amount. We've low-boarded. 
<laughs> yeah, I thought he showed flashes of being a good player, but again, never really did it. And then Voron never even showed flashes. I don't know what. I don't know who scouted him. <laughs> he just looked like night. a. He looked like a porn star, didn't he, with his, like, <laughs> blonde ponytail? <laughs> he looked like someone who, you can tell, he's not going to be a good footballer. <laughs> you, can look at, you can look at me and say, look, he's not got much about him here. And you can look at Voronin and draw the same impression. If Voronin <laughs> wants a one-on-one, I'm here. You're dishing out a challenge. That's a one-on-one People, I'd pay to see. I've challenged um, Tammy Abraham, said he can get smoked. Um, <laughs> Mikhail Antonio is another one. So the challenges are out there. People actually gave it a 7 out of 10 overall. So I think they were charmed by um, Torres because we've got Babel stinkers who in there. close on a hit and miss. We've got Lever who did himself uh, well at the end of his career. And then you've got Ben Ayun who's close in there. Voronin and Shura are misses. So Probably yeah, helps that all on the upside of Torres there. Yeah, and we've had a previous window with Bellamy and Pennant in the same one, so maybe people <laughs> are thinking it could be worse. Um, into 0809 then. So this this is the kind of couple of years where things really start to get weird for Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> we start off with um, a 21.6 million pound move for Robbie Keane. I can yeah. see what Liverpool were thinking with this one more than some of the others. Yeah, to be honest, I like Robbie Keane as a player. Um, He's got a peach against us as well to add to the list. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Was that yeah. his, might have been his first goal for us against you. It was against you as well, I think. Um, yeah, it was, it was strange with him, though, because it seemed to be... Robbie Keane or bust. We, like, we've got £20 million and we're going to buy Robbie Keane or we're not going to buy anyone, which, he, again, we, we did quite a lot of. Uh, and when we did play him, it was, I didn't know what the plan was. So every now and again, Rafa would shift him out wide, which he obviously wasn't a wide player. And then if you did play him, sometimes he would play him sort of withdrawn in sort of the Gerrard role, which obviously then you're pushing Gerrard back in the midfield. There, was, there didn't seem to be much plan in there. So as much as I liked Robbie Keane as a player, I wasn't sure if... He was ever the right fit for Liverpool. He's another one of these where he was a supposed diehard Liverpool fan. Like there was yeah, an interview yeah. after his first game. He's been where, a diehard die fan of about eight different teams. Yeah, I know. But he'd like gone back to his old room at his parents and still got Liverpool photo, uh, posters <laughs> up and stuff. I was thinking like a tried and proven Premier League striker done wonders at Spurs, and then he went to Liverpool and it just like Tico said, it just didn't fit. Do you, do you think that's very Spursy that they took him back? Because yeah. you, you look, City were linked with Sancho and Pep was like, well, look, he left. Why would we have him back? And that one makes a lot more sense than taking Robbie Keane back. But they did. I'm pretty sure they paid a similar amount to what they received from him, didn't they? I think I think they ended up buying him back for like 15 or something. So they they did, they did made money. Levy did his, did his bit, made some cash. <laughs> um, I'm always a bit... A bit uncomfortable when they did the uh, they go back to the parents' house and the room's still kitted out like that. I think, <laughs> did nobody move on at any stage? I, I think I, le- I left home and about a week later it was a spare room. There was no transition. <laughs> no, they've they've left up all his fucking decorations we, and shit. You know, yeah. twenty one Jump Street where he goes back home and they've just got the, like the shrine to him in their lounge. <laughs> yeah. It's just like that. The worst one you'll ever see of them was Carl Jenkinson. 
because he had posters yeah, in his room of people yeah. that were still in the squad. And so he said, quite rightly, they ripped the piss out of him the second he signed. Yeah, I think he had like a big Van Persie poster. Like, You're playing with the bloke now. He, <laughs> from what we know about him, he's not someone that's going to take that as a compliment either. He's going to take that as you fucking weirdo. What are you doing with that poster? <laughs> of me in take the poster um, down, Carl. <laughs> I think what we can take from some of these signings is Liverpool really felt they were close and so just needed, as we saw in the later years, where we need that one signing now that's going to get us over the line because you then put 20.25 million on Mascherano, which obviously works out perfectly. Someone gave him as a miss, which is mental. Bloody hell. But yeah, I think he, he's just about everything. You, he's probably everything still going now. Yeah, I think that was a spell before Busquets really comes to prominence, I think he was probably the best holding further around. Yeah. In terms of breaking up the play and keep it simple, I think he was perfect for it. Him and Xabi is such a perfectly balanced midfield as well. I was yeah. happy with Cazorla and Coquelin, and that's like, no disrespect to Santi Cazorla, but that midfielder, if you kind of added them up with a score out of 10, the Mascherano-Alonso yeah. one is probably double what you're getting with Coquelin Cazorla. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. And we should have, again, going back to a little bit to what I said with the Cout thing earlier, but should have strengthened around that better because when you've got those two and Gerard in there, you should be able to yeah. work something out. And the fact they didn't is pretty criminal, really. There's actually someone released this year a um, like an old football manager database. And yeah, uh, yeah. a lot of Liverpool fans downloaded it just because um, you can see if you can win the title with that Gerard Alonso Mascherano midfield. Should so be able to, really. We've got a couple of stinkers then from there. So <clears throat> Albert Riera from Espanyol, 8.82 million. This is why I said I think someone was having a laugh here because someone's giving Albert Riera as a hit. I was giving him a hit. <laughs> was he? Were you the only one? Only one person gave him a hit. <laughs> that, that'd be me then. Hey, <laughs> 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 he was a decent enough player. I thought his first season he was decent. But then... Huh? Because I thought someone was going through, like, and had just, like, some United fan had infiltrated it. But it does seem like just one person, all it's taken is to just like one player in particular. <laughs> I'm sure someone yeah. gave it to Philip, Philip Deggan, so maybe that's someone who was having a laugh. Right. <laughs> because there's no saving grace. Yeah, Albert, I'm not going to bat for him. Sell us on Albert Riera. Albert Riera yeah, was, uh, <laughs> he was a good player. He was, uh, I, to be honest, I, I wanted, as I said, someone a bit of, Pace and flair. And I thought he was a decent left winger. You could, uh, you could give us natural width when he did play. It was only really that one, the first season where I thought he looks a proper player. It did tail off a bit in the second. I think him and Rafa had a row. And I think oh. Rafa just stopped playing him. But I, I don't know. I, I thought he was the right player. I don't know if this will make sense, but if it does, then I think it'll fit perfectly. He's someone who I felt had an old face while clearly being young because he's got like this weird like he he, he looks like he's had a he's tough, had a tough life and he, he's got yeah. some stress in his face but you can obviously tell he's not like not like that um, bloke who was like, claiming he was 16 and he looked 40 <laughs> but he looks like in some of these Liverpool photos like he's had a rough time yeah I think it's his eyes isn't it <laughs> yeah he, he's got angry eyes yeah, he's got crazy eyes. But look, it's it's still pretty mind blowing. Rayner was only twenty two, twenty three when we signed him. 
Yeah. And his hair was almost gone then. Hey, Jack knows about that yellow and Robin at Chelsea. Yeah. It's like Benjamin um, Button. <laughs> <laughs> um, next one up, we've got a 0% hit rate. Andrea Dossena, 8.1 million from Udinese. Yeah, I, I won't be... Uh... I wouldn't be going out to bat for him. Albert Riera is draw the line. Yeah, eight million significant as well when you look at some of the fees spent on other people around yeah, that time. We said about you know the, the spine of the team was good. We were trying to improve in the fullback yeah. areas as well as that wide. We that son we signed Dega and we signed Dosena. Two again horrendous signings. Uh, another case of <laughs> we're going looking for players where maybe we should just go for someone a bit more tried and tested. Hang on, we've had Vieira and Dosena. We've still got two more in this window. Um, David Ngo, signed from PSG. Two people have said he was a hit. Can you tell me you're one of them? Are you no. one of them? No. No, <laughs> um, I fucking hated him. <laughs> he started against us a couple of times. And I was like, you dare score against us. Well, but, if you wanted a clear sign of how sort of shallow our squad was... Torres was injured and Go was our next go-to option. <laughs> I mean, what? What's going on? And never saw... Um, it wasn't like one of those young players you think, oh, I just didn't quite crack it. I, I never saw what anyone would have seen in him. Even a Bolton, he didn't do anything. Yeah, at, at the time of signing, so Rafa Benitez hailed his scouting network saying, <laughs> finding players like Ngo, players with real quality are not a high price. Yeah, we got the second bit. Not a high price. <laughs> we got what we paid for, it turned out. Do you know he's the cousin of um, jean Alain Boomsong, the old Newcastle player? That, uh, yeah, that didn't... neither works out, did they? <laughs> the thing I find mental with a player like that, a player like uh, Yaya Sonogo, is obviously to get to this level. So... I remember, and I always say when we've seen people who played five aside side when we played at school, and they're like levels above. So I wonder what these players must have been like to get to that level compared to someone like us. Because I feel like I could take David and go in a one-on-one as well. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I think this is where this headed. Sounds like we've got another challenge. I do just need, to, we need to have like a gentleman's agreement before. Like you can't just knock it around me. <laughs> well that's part of the plan the <laughs> no they, they can they have to use some skill because I'm going to outskill them I right. don't know if you've ever seen um, this is like a Pana KO match well like I actually mastered the thinker from uh, FIFA Street and I can dazzle people with that so <laughs> is that where you stand on the ball and look like you're thinking yeah that's the yeah. one <laughs> Weird if that was a different celebration than the thinker. <laughs> so Philip Degen next from Dortmund on a free. Zero percent success rate there and complete miss. Yeah, again, I barely remember him playing in fairness. He, again, constantly injured. I think he Liverpool and Arsenal have both done this. Um Kim Kalstrom being the most famous. <laughs> I, think we, I, think, I think we signed him injured. And we signed Cedric in January and he didn't play a game until after the restart. <laughs> Four yeah, out of ten we... was the consensus here. Yeah, and that was generous because someone gave yeah. it six. Okay, yeah, we've got another, another mental window here. Um, 09 10. So Glenn Johnson from Portsmouth, 18.45 <laughs> million. This was close on the hit miss. I actually think Glenn was all right for a bit. 
I think he, he did a job. Uh, as I said, we, at least he was somewhat tried and tested. He'd just done well at Portsmouth. And he did well with us for a bit, and then I think eventually we can't realise, yeah, he can't defend. <laughs> so another weird memory for one of these players. But my overriding memory with Glenn Johnson is I remember Paul Merson came out of Soccer Saturday. Yeah. Absolutely hounded him. And he took to Twitter rather than, look, look you've played there. You should you should know it's not easy. He was like, I'm not going to take criticism from someone who can't even handle their drink. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, he really went in on it, didn't he? <laughs> there's no correlation here, but look, he's hitting where it hurts. There's there's no rules in, there's no rules uh, when it comes to war. So Close <laughs> there off. we go. Um, Alberto Aquilani, 18 million. So you've got 36 million on Glenn Johnson Aquilani there. <laughs> Someone right. gave Aquilani a hit. Was it you? <laughs> and I always feel like I'm the one who's really gone up to bat for Aquilani, but no, I, I, I didn't. I thought I, I can't go on any other straight face and try that. I, um, I did think he could have brought something more to the table than he was given a chance. I think he showed hit in parts what he could do when he eventually got fit and started playing. But by that point, we were we were kind of already done. I think. This window was, is absolutely mental looking at it. I think you're as bad as well because he was touted as like the Alonso replacement, wasn't he? Yeah. This is, this is around the year where it all started going a bit wrong. Oh it, oh, it certainly is. Yeah, definitely. He just had the look of a fancy midfielder and that was about as far as it went. I, th- I think if you look at some of, like, sort of the highlights from his time, he showed a flash of what he could do. And then I don't I don't think he got much of a crack at it because we quickly then started loaning him out. <laughs> loaning him out all over the shop, didn't we? So, oh. I mean, the next one, um, Satiris Kyriakos from AK, AK <laughs> Athens. 2.7 million. This is another one. Someone's given him a hit. <laughs> I it, thought he looked like um, the bloke from Kane and Lynch. I'm not sure which one's which. <laughs> I don't know what you mean, though. But there's not he much like to a say on bloke. Yeah, what's the bloke from Prison Break as well? Um, do you know what I mean? I'm essentially talking about blokes with a ponytail here. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there we go. Kyriakos, this was one of many poor Liverpool defensive signings. I think he was supposed to be sort of your cover centre-half, so I think I, I don't judge it too much. It was, it was a miss because he wasn't very good. Yeah. But I don't think he was supposed to be anything too special. Next one, so you've got a free transfer, and it's a player who I liked, and it seemed a lot of people did, um, and that is uh, Maxi Rodriguez. I can remember him scoring a peach against Chelsea as well. Yeah, they always seem to. <laughs> he's, he scored like a hat-trick against was it Fulham or something as well. That gets brought up quite a lot amongst Liverpool fans. I think I'll give him a hit because it was a free, and I think prior to us, he was a very good player. I remember seeing him at the World Cup and stuff. I think he was good, but I don't think he was... You know, I don't think we should revise history to suggest he was brilliant for us. I think he was just fairly good. Yeah, 70% of people said he was a hit. Yeah, that's fair. And we've got 20, 25% for 5 out of 10, which is generous in itself, And but it's tied for 1, 2, 3, 4 and 6 with 15%. So people, that seems like a window where people are don't really want to think about this any longer than I have to. <laughs> yeah, I ranked this one pretty low. The ultimate banter window here from Liverpool. So <laughs> we kick things off. Andy Carroll, 36.9 oh, million. Christ alive. Again, someone's given him a hit. 
<laughs> We've got a 95 split here. I salute that soldier who's gone out and given him a hit. <laughs> I don't know if, you're a better man than I am. I don't know if you can tell me any different. I feel like there was never a point where this looked like it was being a successful transfer. Like Right from his first game at Liverpool, I don't remember being convinced that this is going to pay off. The only time where you thought potentially there's some light into the tunnel, he scored, did he score, I think he got the winner in an FA Cup semi. And then did he score against Chelsea in the final we end up losing? I'm pretty sure the game before he signs for you, he scored in an, in an away win at Arsenal, Newcastle in 1-0. And his stock was raised even higher than it was before with the whole hometown lab thing. And then Liverpool go straight in with their Torres money and go, that's the guy we want. Young English striker, Andy Carroll. Just don't know why we had this money in our pocket and we thought it's Andy Carroll or bust. Why, <laughs> why do we not just stop think, hang on, other clubs might like this money for their striker. No, no, we'll just go for Andy. I think this is what, like, we got taken the mick out of the, the Torres deal for 50 million by Liverpool fans when they knew full well that they spent that 50 million on <laughs> Stuart Downing and Andy Carroll. Oh, yes. So, like... Just horrific. Yeah, just... You get given, like, a lottery ticket for a failing striker like that, and then that's how you waste it. I've said it before, but we had the warning sign. We, we went in with a £30 million bid, and Newcastle had the goal to reject it. At that <laughs> point, you think, no, we're not going back again. <laughs> yeah, all right, we'll go back with 35, wherever it was. Jesus. Do you know the United game's going to extra time, by the way? Is it? Yeah, I'm yeah. just clocked that. No, no. Jesus. Um, Luis Suarez then from Ajax, 23.85 million, 100% hit rate. Yeah. I think yeah, for... deserves to be mentioned among the best Premier League strikers ever. It's just the yeah. fact that he wasn't around long enough that people yeah, don't I... like to give it to him. Absolutely agree. Yeah, again, like you said, people don't particularly like him. You wouldn't. Um, but for 22, 23 million, whatever he was, for every sort of pound that Andy Carroll was overpaid, that's a you know, it looks a great investment, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you, you've got from um, just if you could have one in their prime in your team now, would you take Suarez or Torres? Seems a strange thing to say, bearing in mind they're only a few years removed, but Torres feels like a more nostalgic choice. Yeah. With, I just thought sentiment might get to you. Yeah, I thought that would be it, would be a sentimental choice. If you want a player, then Suarez is your man. Do you think if you asked 100 Liverpool fans which way it would go? It says a lot about the fan base that it probably changed on that Barca game last year where everyone decided Suarez actually is a bit of a cunt. So. <laughs> it was obviously incredible news to people that when he's not playing for you, he's really, really annoying. How um, dare he try and win? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it, it le- literally could have changed on that. Um, could he, the, thing- the, the thing is, like the argument with Torres is that he's... Uh, a goal scorer but then if you look at Suarez's goal scoring record it's about yeah. the same so he's, he don't even have that the thing with celebrating against an old club as well is everyone loves it until it happens to you <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the same Liverpool fans that hated that will search Adebayori against Arsenal six times a week most definitely yeah Van Persie yeah. beating the United badge against Arsenal who my uncle as an Arsenal fan was actually in the United end because my cousin's a United fan and I just Grin oh, and bear that. Jesus. Wow. And it was in the end that Van Persie scored and ran towards as well. 
I think one of the best things with the Suarez one was then his insistence that, oh, well, if I score at Anfield, I won't celebrate. So that's, that's a lot more respectful. That's, that's a lot I better. Think, what, what? I think we've said on it since that we would actually rather them celebrate than do the kind of pretend. I think it should be reserved air. for certain players. I mean, when John Joe Shelby, John Joe Shelby refused to celebrate against us, I thought, well, come on, this, we've got to draw a line here. I remember when he scored against City and he was like, I might be remembered as a Liverpool legend now. It wasn't happening before. It was really reaching. <laughs> well, this brings us right back to the Chelsea podcast because there's something about Real Morelesh which obviously <laughs> charms people because we've got a 50-50 split here. 11.7 million from Porto. Some people obviously did love him. I, I actually thought he was okay for us. Bearing in mind... I think the same window we end up signing Christian Paulson. So I think he had favourable comparisons to be made. <laughs> He's our next man. He's he could only the worst do on the list. At, at that point, we didn't have an awful lot of creativity about it. We just shipped out Aquilani on loan. Um, so we needed someone to fill with a bit of garland. Ryan Rallis was okay. He was, a, he was an all right player. For not a lot of money, I thought he was, he was decent enough. Yeah. You got Christian Paulson then, as you said. Someone's giving him a hit again. This is why I thought we were being sabotaged. Yeah, just that Alba Riera wasn't one of them. Yeah, which I don't know what that says about me is that some maniac is giving someone the pass, <laughs> giving the hit on all of these. Yet Riera was seen as a stretch too far. <laughs> uh, Paulson, I've we've spoken about on the pod previously. One yeah. of the worst players I've ever seen. <laughs> Aquilani gets the heat because of the you know like Jack said, replacing Alonso and the money attached to it. Paulson, even on a free, is just dreadful. <laughs> well, next up, you've got um, 3.78 million spent on Paul Kinchesky. I remember, <laughs> I remember, I remember seeing a tweet saying, um, Paul saying, I left a music lesson and someone tried to banter me that we'd just signed Paul Kinchesky. I literally couldn't speak. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing you can say about that. It's like us signing Sylvester. <laughs> it's like, what can you say in response because you can't even lie about it no we were yeah we were we were scraping the bottom of the barrel weren't we we I remember around this sort of time though we were just getting players in for because obviously we were skinned because the American owners had just taken off so we were in that sort of transition period we hadn't got the new ones in yet there was talk just on the brink of administration and we also had to bring in English players to fill the quota that had just yeah. been brought in. So we signed, I remember we signed um, that Brad Jones, even though he was actually yeah. Australian because he had citizenship here. So he counted as one of them. So yeah. we were just signing players for saying, but Paul Kuczewski, for fuck's sake. Just, just bring in a kid. Just bring in like a young kid or something. Don't be doing that. Is Roy still there when you bring in Kuczewski? Yeah, yeah. So he's, okay, that makes he's sense. here this window when we sign... Paulson, here, uh, Koncheski, Joe Cole, and Raul yeah. Morales. Hence why I said Morales is a hit, because I think maybe just compared to everything else, it worked out right with him. Hey, uh, Roy deserved more time. I think he could have made that work. No, never. John he D. Got Shelby. More time than he deserved. <laughs> John Joe will give him. Charlton. I'll give a miss, but I actually do think he's a, he's a good Premier League player. I just think he didn't really get to show it in Liverpool too much. But he, every time we have an international tournament, someone mentions that he should be going. Every single time. Yeah, pretty crazy. He did have a spell where he was playing really well for Newcastle. And then Rafa, again, dropped it, didn't he? <laughs> Rafa's just a horrible bloke. 
just ruining life. He, he's gone. He went for five million to Swansea eventually. When you look back, he actually might be the man behind Michu that created the magic. He assists his first <laughs> goal and kicks things off there. So there you go. That's where it all went downhill for Michu. Exactly. He he was one. Um, Gary Monk came out and said that he he, he was lazy and he used to wise up and um, get a grip of things, which he wouldn't have Jeez. been someone that I would have uh, thought that about. But no, see if he's working with him every day. He um, when, when he was at Swansea as well, they went out the League Cup to um, Oxford. And I remember he was on camera saying to one of the Swansea fans to meet him outside after. <laughs> Off and out in the car park. Yeah, exactly. Um, Joe Cole then. So 25% of people said he was a hit. <laughs> did, did you expect much from him? Because I remember feeling like he was old when you signed him. Uh, no, I, I was thinking, I was cautiously optimistic. I thought on a free transfer as well someone I'd always thought was a really good player didn't yeah. always sort of fit a position but I thought was unbelievably talented so I thought if we can get something out of him I, I no I was I was quietly optimistic which made it all the more worse when he obviously <laughs> it did turn out to be shot to pieces he's one as we said which everyone does seem to like I think yeah. as well like I guess this comes into the Williams scenario a little bit as well because whenever Chelsea have let a player go free. It's never really worked out for the other team. They kind of know when to let a player go, I guess. And it was the same here. I was gutted when we lost Joe Cole, especially going to Liverpool. It's going to say, yeah. His other option was United, though, wasn't it? He said that he went, he had the option of Liverpool or United, and he chose Liverpool. I guess maybe to try and build his stock. He, to be fair, in theory, we weren't a particularly great team at this point. He probably thought he could be a star man in our resurgence, whereas United, he's probably not going to. Panchester United are back, so uh, don't worry about that. Yeah, someone gave this pen, window. So. A, yeah, someone gave this window a ten as well. Going into eleven twelve, so Stuart Downing is the first time twenty point five two million. God, yeah, two people deemed this a hit. I, I I put him down as our worst signing. I thought Carroll was too obvious, so I, I, I did enjoy seeing the worst signings that he, because people obviously had to pick it out. He was yeah, just I, I never quite saw the first with Down, and um, I know he, he had a spell at Villa where I thought actually look, it looks all right it scored after us, wasn't it? They scored yeah, um, yeah. I, I never really saw the first with Down, and when I no. saw us parting with twenty million pounds for him, I thought this is. I thought it was going to be the disaster it turned out to yeah. be. Some of these you look at, and I know hindsight is a wonderful thing, but some of them never even looked like they were ever going to be a success. No, no, it's uh, ironically we talk about Liverpool now with their strategy and other things like Moneyball and stuff. He was Downing was actually one that they did. They kept saying it was like a stats-based transfer. They said the amount of crosses he gets in per game, the amount he connects with all. Etc. Etc. He was supposedly this uh, this unbelievable winger that was going to change our lives. And I, I never we always saw say it. trust the eye test. Yeah, yeah. So that's a, good to an extent, but 
also watch him for 90 minutes and just see what you got. It's <laughs> a very soft pen for United as well, as you expect. Shock. I mean, I'll ask it at some point here what which was the most important transfer TK, not for so much the best transfer, but I'll yeah. save that. So, obviously, one that would be in contention is Jordan Henderson from Sunderland, 16.2 million. He went a long way to turning it around because for a while, people may have had him in the flop contention at one point. I think they definitely would have, wouldn't they? Yeah, would have been thrown in with the Carroll and the Downings of this world. I think he was thrown in there. He's dragged himself out of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he was like fully in the, that bracket of yeah. complete uselessness. Because he's the real saving grace of this window because you've got Charlie Adam from Blackpool, 7.56 <laughs> million. Someone gave him a hit. Maybe that was someone who didn't like Spurs because then he, he, he snapped bail two years in a row, didn't he, in pre-season? <laughs> yeah, I know. So everyone seemed to think he had some sort of vendetta against Spurs. He must have done, because I remember waking up, obviously he was in America, I think, waking up and seeing again that he'd done it a second time. For a start, why have you had this friendly a second year in a row? Secondly, <laughs> Don't give him a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Mentalist. Uh, Sebastian Coates, 7.2 million. Yeah, he was highly touted as well. Never, 100% never. miss on there. Yeah, never looked the, uh, up to the grade. Interesting to know where you stand on this one. So, um, Jose Enrique, 7.2 million again from Newcastle. Give it a miss, but I actually thought he was an all right player for a bit. And thought, I thought he was all right at Newcastle. And then I thought in the early days in Liverpool, he looked, a, he looked a player. I think as it went on, I remember seeing an interview with Carragher where he says he just couldn't defend. And not only that, he just wouldn't listen to me. So I stopped talking to him. <laughs> so, <laughs> he, seemed like a, he seems like a nice bloke. Yeah, and now if you look on this thing, he's any Liverpool player or, or Liverpool the actual Liverpool account puts yeah. anything on Instagram, he's in the comments every time. Literally, I see it all the time to the point where it's like, just shut up, mate. Just stop <laughs> commenting on everything. But yeah, he does We've seem got like a lovely people like that. Arsenal, um, Johan Juru is always popular. <laughs> and Jeremy Allard, yeah. Um, if we go into 12-13 then, so Joe Allen... 17 million. I feel bad that he's a miss because... It I was surprised really... that people gave it that. I, yeah, it's, it's tricky. I actually think in his early days, he looked, he looked like we got a real good player. And then I mean, yeah. he got he went out of the... He got player of the month early on and such. I think he got injured and went out of the team. And then when he came back in, just never quite got going again and looked more like a... You know, a Swansea player than, <laughs> but yeah, that's just a shame. In those early days, I think he showed he could have been a, a not quite the Welsh Shavi, but it's not a really miles off. Window, this. Danny Sturridge, um, thirteen point five million, I think it was after the tribunal fees. There was some um, discussion about that, wasn't there? Where Chelsea didn't feel they were getting enough, and it dragged out a bit. But hundred percent hit rate on the survey. Uh, yeah, yeah, it has to be a hit. Yeah, I think um, shame you couldn't have got some money for him at the end with all the clubs that well, I mean, Bournemouth would, surely would have given you about fifty for him. <laughs> I think I think if we timed it a little bit better, I think we probably could have done. But I think by the time we, he'd had probably one one year too many where we just wasn't yeah. playing, and when he did play, he didn't really. As I've pointed out before, but he couldn't really run. That is a problem. And from a striker with a hundred percent. Hit rate to 100% miss rate. Um, Fabio Barini. 
Oh, God. I'd almost forgotten we'd signed Fabio Barrier. Last I, mean, I saw him, he was playing wing-back for AC Milan at the Emirates. Yeah, just... He's done incredibly well to get to the clubs he's been yeah. at in his career, actually, <laughs> because when you watch him at, like, Sunderland, you thought he is not... He's he's not standing out for them. No. Um, Philip Coutinho, 11.7 million. Maybe the bargain of all of them that we've discussed here. 23 to Suarez was good. 11.7 million for him. Especially when you go on to sell him for, what, 145, whatever. Just insane, really. He was one, wasn't he, where he was getting linked constantly with other teams. And sometimes it goes the Shakiri way. And then sometimes it goes the Coutinho way where it's like, why on earth have they let him go? Yeah, because I remember when we we signed people in some areas of the press had sort of made out like, where have they got this guy from? And yet you were kind of thinking, well, no, he's someone who's kind of been touted and you've heard English clubs being linked with him. So why are we only getting him now for like, yeah. you know, 11 million or whatever, but turned out to be a scream of a deal. So, someone I love referencing. Murray Shaheen is next <laughs> up. A 4.5 million loan fee. I remember on a holiday with uh, my dad and my grandparents. Who, nice holiday, but it was one of them where you really are killing time because there's not much there's not much to do i remember going to this internet cafe every day we bought down this strip and i would check in and Nuri shaheen to arsenal was one of them where these itks are saying look it's a done deal yeah it's just a matter yeah, yeah. of when they announce it this that come back in the one day he's gone to liverpool what's <laughs> going on here <laughs> and he was being tipped as like look this guy is a game changer so much so we had the Nuri shaheen derby first game of the season when arsenal played liverpool and yeah. it was obviously, we make a joke about it now, but it was deemed to be like the two clubs had scrapped it out for him. Arsenal had said, look, we're not paying that much for a loan. And Liverpool had said, look, it's going to be worth it in the end. And obviously, It, it did seem to be like a, a bit of feud, didn't it? <laughs> for that that loan signing. Strange. This was like the first of its kind as well. Like kind of born, gave birth to this horrible loan fee fiasco. I, think, well, I remember you think now, like, people would love that for a loan fee now. People yeah. would think that's a bargain, wouldn't they? Which is exactly. Uh, they're saying Coutinho would cost Arsenal about 12 million plus wages. Jesus. Crazy. For a season. So, yeah. Weird that clubs uh, just kind of succumbed to that and just agreed that that's what they're going to do. It's strange. Yeah. It, it, with the loan fee, it's, it's harder to um, get like an announced fee. I remember people claiming that we'd spent like 20 million on Sabas' loan fees. Does that really sound like something that's going to... We probably could have bought him for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think you, you pay, and I'm going mainly by football manager here, <laughs> you usually pay some kind of monthly fee plus their full wages if you're going for someone that's going to be playing. And I know a lot of clubs, Arsenal, um, it was deemed as quite a big thing when they did it with Enketia because loans are such a big thing now where you actually pay more if he doesn't play so you usually have a fee for when they're for when they're playing on a weekly basis and for if they don't play. And Arsenal switched it. So rather than say, look, you've got a great player here, if you're getting if you're getting game time out of him, then we want the cash. They said, Well, look, if he's on your bench, you're gonna be paying us more money. And they went about it that way with the Enketia deal. Ah, uh, right. Which is probably why Leeds in the end said <laughs> Getting we we won't keep we won't keep paying him and Arsenal so we'll take him back. But it makes a lot more sense seemingly to do it that way because Arsenal don't need 
three grand a week or whatever these loan no. players' wages are. No. It does benefit them a lot more to have the game time. So for someone like Coutinho, then you're obviously going to be paying a, a flat fee plus his wages. Sahin, I imagine, was probably a fee plus his wages. And I guess when you have a bidding war like that, it only helps. Mm. But obviously that didn't pay off. <laughs> Very no, quickly, no. you tell that wasn't going to pay off either. Yeah, we we didn't get the best out of him at all. No. Looking at the rest of his career, it looks like maybe there wasn't so much to get out of him. Mm. Another yeah, close one. Sorry. No, 1314, uh, Keen. I think if I tell you what Keenan said to me, because I think this applies to what most Liverpool fans will tell me when I mention this. I liked him. He had a mistake in him. I don't think he was that bad to call him a miss. Is essentially, I don't really want to give him a miss. Is what most people are saying when I mention him, just because he's he's a funny, likable bloke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did seem he did seem a character. I'll give him that. Uh, I'm I comfortably uh, a miss for me. I just I never quite saw what some people did. I think there was a spell where. People thought actually he's an all right centre half. He just looks a bit awkward and uncomfortable, but actually there's a good player there. I thought he looks awkward and uncomfortable and isn't a very good player, which is a bad combination of things. Uh, <laughs> he again, he was someone who'd long been linked with. I know been linked with Arsenal before. Uh, he'd seen as like this promising upcoming centre half. And when, the first time you lay eyes on him playing football, you're like, what was everyone all in on? Obviously, with him when he's playing, someone. Punting the ball into the box is perfect for him. Yes, yeah. It's when he gets someone running at his feet, that's when the trouble starts. So, yeah, I've, I've found it hard to, to see that 45% of people gave him as a hit. No, I mean, I, I don't you think... like in, until he steps on the field? He's Lovren. Yeah. I think, I just... I think at one point we had those two starting together and I just <laughs> we may as well just have a gap there. <laughs> it came out Lovren was essentially kept around because he was Salah's mate, isn't it? So yeah, everyone yeah, everyone yeah. around training loved him and Salah in particular is like his best mate. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Iago Aspas, 9.72 million. Every single person gave him as a miss and I don't know how much of that was due to that corner. <laughs> I was about to say the corner, <laughs> the ass mask. That was one of oh. the first Twitter pages as well, where it's dedicated to a spoof moment. <laughs> yeah. So the ass pass corner Twitter page is brilliant. Oh. Well, I know um, well, Scott said him and TK were going to get a bar put in their garden. They were talking about names. And I said, Aspas Corner sounds like a great name. That sounds like a pub name. That and really does. Of- I'm not sure two Liverpool fans want to commemorate that corner on a daily basis. Just go down there and cry every night. <laughs> <laughs> um, Simon Mignolet, 9.54 million. Yeah, I was, I'm, I was quite I get, split on Did you one. give him a hit here? I think I might have given him a miss, which feels hard. Okay. I, I think he was an alright keeper. I think he was a not quite as good as Rayner. But that was the other thing. We got rid of Rainer to get him in, and I thought that's not. Yeah. I wouldn't say that's an upgrade. I'd say that the slightly sort of deteriorating Rainer was probably on a similar sort of level to Mignolet. So I think he was an okay keeper. I don't think he was too bad, but he was never top draw. Mm. 
Do you think? I get it. How bad, do you think how bad Carrius was kind of makes Mignolet look better in retrospect? Well, yeah, but you know we did drop Mignolet for Carrius, so that's that's what I mean. Yeah, this it probably fortunate that Carrius has had such a high profile clanger that he he gets away with it, and he did seem like a decent bloke as well. Well, because. Twenty-five percent of people said that Mignolet was a hit, and look, as all of us as uh, football fans have had to deal with, we've all had a keeper that has a mistake in them. It mm. obviously gets exemplified when you had it with Arsenal when you look at the defence in front of them and you look at these defensive signings that Liverpool were making. <laughs> yeah, they didn't help Mignolet's case a lot of the time. No, that is true. Sacco in front of him. <laughs> He had just come um, from Sunderland, though, so he's used to yeah. having shite in front of him. Luis Alberto, 7.2 million. I think he played like 12 games, but you look at him now, tearing up Syria. I'd yeah. forgotten he was even at Liverpool. Yeah, I remember he was highly tall as well. I mean, I'm saying this, I've, I've just said Brendan did Joe Allen no favours by calling him the Welsh Javi. Even if it looked like we had a, a good player there, obviously, <laughs> that was never going to go well. But... Um, I remember Alberto because he, he, I think he came from Barca, didn't he? I think he. Uh, from Sevilla, he came from. Was it? I think I think he maybe had been in Barca, then went to Sevilla or something. Then there was something there, um, and he, again highly talked of, and didn't get much of a sniff at Liverpool, and he looked a bit because he's got a tall player. He looks a bit ungainly at that point. Maybe he had to uh, grow into himself a little bit or something like yeah, some he, he'd seen that, players um, do. He'd been at Barcelona B um, on Yeah, I, f- I thought there was something. 38 games, 11 goals from midfield. Again, if you look at him and Aspas, Aspas had a really good career other than when he was at Liverpool. If he was the, I think the last couple of years, he's been the top scoring Spanish player in Spain. So it's, and he's, you know, Carlos Vigas, so it's not a, a good team either. He's, he's Perez has been tearing up. The he's kind of well, seen actually, I listened to like journalists talking to, about him and they said like, they can't really explain Liverpool because in Spain he's actually seen as like a really, really good player. So mm. I think both of them just, they're both misses for Liverpool, which is a shame because maybe we could have had half decent players there. Yeah. Maybe we might do the Arsenal one next week because uh, I feel the kind of periods that we go through here, Arsenal and Liverpool have had a lot of similar windows. Oh, we honestly, we were, and then very quickly, <laughs> we were neck and neck for shit business for the longest time. <laughs> you just turned it around. <laughs> yeah, we just eventually learned a lesson. I'm, I'm interested to see which side you sit on here. So, Polo Toro from Man City on a free. What, what did you give a hit or a miss? I think I give a hit because I my, it should on. be a hit. My expectations were pretty low free signing and he whenever he played I thought he was okay yeah and obviously a character as well didn't help that that Polo chant kind of emerged again when you signed him so it gave it more life so maybe that should be a downside to it he did kind of become more of a meme than a a footballer there's no reason to be upset sort of thing just memes of him smiling yeah, exactly. I'm sh- I'm sure it's I'm sure it's Colo Torre who um donned a fake identity and married another woman in Africa. What? I'm sure I'm sure it's him. If there's a high profile African footballer 
who pretended they weren't Colo, that Colo Torre or whoever the footballer is. This is ringing a bell. And they got married, and then the person found out. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that actually is, Colo Torre. That is ringing a bell, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, there we go. What a fucking Colo life. Torre, Colo Torre tricked student into a fair by claiming to be a car salesman. <laughs> <laughs> he snuck into unsuspecting lover's council flat wearing a baseball cap pulled over his face. <laughs> I'm sure there was someone who got married, though. Oh, fuck. Or maybe they were due to be married and then it didn't go through. I mean, even when he got that, married. He got that ban for his wife's diet pills. Like, why are you taking your wife's diet pills? I don't understand. You're a freshman footballer. You're training every day. This. Yeah, it's it's mental. I'm going to find that for next week because unless that is the one, but I'm sure someone literally. Okay, no, Colo Torre was due to be married during this period. <laughs> so he's preparing for his marriage sneaking out and pretending to be a car dealer <laughs> she was a Zimbabwean model there must be testament to how bad your football career is that one you're not noticed and <laughs> two you're actually feigning being a car salesperson to try and wow someone <laughs> instead of <laughs> just saying I'm a footballer well this is definitely yeah because this is definitely this website, it says, in fairness, it probably wasn't the fact he was a car salesman that got him laid. We'd probably pull him out some sick chirps on her too. It's just bare lulls to think that Colo Toro was trying to be a car salesman. He gave his name <laughs> Kessel Casilo. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Star Wars character. <laughs> he's got this all planned out. This He's put a lot of thought into this. She said she realised that something was suspicious when he would only ever meet her in a hotel or insist on coming to her council flat. <laughs> she thought it was strange that he would always cover his face. <laughs> There's a few red flags here. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. There's another story about this. Wasn't it him that he reported had malaria, and then like an hour later, was like Colatore has been cured of malaria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flora Maluda. I swear Maluda calls it like every summer. Or was it John McHale? What, the court malaria? Yeah. No, it was Didier Drogba. Someone had it and then Sky reported like an hour later that they yeah, were cured. Yeah, that was Drogba. So it was, <laughs> it was like Sky Sports breaking, Drogba comes down with malaria and then a minute later, Sky Sports breaking, Drogba has recovered from malaria. What year <laughs> was I, that? Huh? <laughs> What year was it? Was he still in Chelsea? 2011. Could have done with... Maybe he had a, a little was, bit of malaria. It was like the season going into when we won the Champions League. So like it was that, like uh, Randy in South Park, if you could just have a little bit of malaria. Yeah, just a little bit of malaria, Stan. <laughs> uh, going into 14-15, so this is where Liverpool start to build their title side. And Jack will let you uh, get back in tucked up soon. Cheers, Adam Lallana <laughs> from Southampton, 27.9 million. I'm surprised here. 80% of people call this a hit. Really? I think at the start of his Liverpool mm. career, it was. That price was only tag, the, though. It was only, I think, again, you're kind of talk, talking to the wrong person here because we signed Danny Drinkwater for more. <laughs> so, I think it helps that Lallana's a nice bloke. Yeah, that as well. And it helps that we've had 
success in the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. Um, I, I think I'd give it a hit just. I think he just earned it. For, like Jack said, I think he was one of our better players in those early days. Um, and I, he, he did have that run. Was it before a major international tournament? I feel like we were talking him up for England quite a bit. Saying he could I, be an important player I came on and said that he changed my opinion of him. Yeah, so I, I think he did have that run. It's, it's easy to forget now that I, he did tend to ha- have a good run of form and then get injured and then have to try and find his way back in. Eventually, obviously, particularly as we got better, he couldn't really do that. Well, make it back to back here. So if I say it was 80-20 for Lalana, hit to miss. And then mm. the next one up, from Southampton also, 22.7 million, so a similar fee. And Lovren has got a 25-75 25 in favour of hit, 75 in favour of miss. Do you not think that's harsh if you compare the careers of Lalana and Lovren to say one is so blatantly a hit and one so blatantly a miss? Yeah, but both should probably be a little bit uh, more blurred than that, I would say. I'd say well, Lovren and Sacco one is an interesting comparison. I would put them on a similar sort of parallel where you think if they're the sort of like you cover at centre half, you don't mind it. I've said it many times on it before. But if Lovren's your yeah. fourth choice centre back, it's not the worst thing in the world. As long as you, you, you can keep a couple of them fit ahead of him, he's an all right cover option. But again, like Sacco, you think that until you watch him play and then you're like, oh, fuck, this is why we didn't want him starting. The should have had a Mohican and he would have been sorted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'll give. Love and a miss, just because I remember when we signed him, he was supposed to be, yeah, sort of the centre half that was going to change us, and obviously that <laughs> wouldn't that wouldn't come till later on. One that always cracks me up. So twenty two and a half million, Lazar Markovic <laughs> must have been loaned out like nine times. <laughs> yeah, that was he was one of those where it says didn't they like twenty thirty, and Lazar Markovic is on another loan spell out of them. Well, he he was class if you were ever Liverpool on football manager and. It wasn't so bad being... I would never beat him now because it would be far too easy. But here, you had the legs to build a team with. Markovic was something... You could always still get like 20 million for him just because his market value. He hadn't done anything really to bring it down. And he'd been there just short enough to still say, look, this lad's got some talent here. Because he was sold as this kind of silky attacking midfielder coming from the wing. Yeah, and you just didn't really get that. Did did he did he score against you in the Champions League or something? There was something about that, wasn't there? Yeah, I think he did play for us. Um, That's actually how I became uh, following Fiorentina was uh, I was following them more loose, loosely then than I am now, but because I remember seeing uh, Stevan Jovetic score against you in the Champions League. Yeah, yeah, really, really liked him, and then City got him and ruined him. Yeah, again. Markovic, I I think he did show when he, he could run with the ball at times. He'd dribble past like four or five players and you thought, okay, I can see maybe if you saw highlights really of him or something, you'd be thinking, I can see why you'd be taken in by that. He does look yeah. a great player when he's running at people, but that was pretty well all he brought to the table. He did, because he showed, again, flashes of it when he was at, it was Hull, wasn't it? He ends up at. Um, yeah, he was at Hull, he was at Fulham. Yeah, I remember he, he had a brief spell where he, Again, it looked like he might come good there, but again, it's just about shining for Hull. That's maybe a sign that things don't go quite so well for you. 
I, I remember I went to a game at Anfield actually where he came on off the bench and he had a scream just in terms of every time he ran ran at someone he he went past them and everyone was kind of one of those standing up oh what have we got here uh, but that was that's <laughs> as high as it ever got for him as people got mildly excited do you, do you think so we spoke a couple of weeks back and said that maybe I wasn't a good judge of centre backs when we go when I say I like Otamendi and the like <laughs> We've had, you say about um, Albert Riera, we've had a mention of Markovic, and I know you like Suso. Do you think maybe your judgment of wingers should be questioned? <laughs> yeah. yeah, essentially, it's like someone who looks like he's got a bit of flair, but maybe doesn't actually bring anything to the table. What are we saying about Jack's judgment of centre forwards? Yeah. He's still, he's still banging the Tammy Abraham drum. <laughs> Uh, I mean, nice. 19 goals in his first season. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it's not a bad return. Jackson on the Real Morelos train. That's a whole. That's a whole another. I think to be, uh, swinging for. Nah, Real Morelos. That goal against Benfica in the Champions League quarterfinal. <laughs> Still remember it. Well, going from Lazar Markovic then, and we said some never looked like they were ever going to pay off. Mario Balotelli. Do you think this was Brendan really thinking, oh, look, I'm a last chance saloon here. Something has got to work for me. I mean, it really was. Well, I remember actually him saying at the time that, well, look, it was either we sign him for this money because we haven't got much more than this money or we don't sign anyone. So I thought it's better than not having anyone. <laughs> That's straight away sending out the wrong message here. <laughs> Maybe he'd learned from his praise of Jala and was like, look, Understanding, <laughs> maybe he'll over deliver. Just we've gone from having good options to at one point having Barini, Lambert, and Balotelli. Just this. <laughs> this we've maybe, gone from Suarez and Sturridge to that. <laughs> I think confusing things. Did he? Did he start early on against Spurs and look okay, and then that was about as good as it got? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a really good game, and he was again very unbalanced. Like he was charging around all over the place, um, and that was working really hard. Got. And that was yeah, that was it. That, I don't think I saw him have it again. Actually, that game I said I went to. Actually, he he uh, he scored last minute winner. I think. Maybe if he found the net. If he found the net in that first game, it could have been so different. Who knows? I, I feel like he he was always going to be what he was going to be. Yeah, mental, but like like you said with. Um, Barini, that it, it's like that bloke who is renowned for cheating on every bird he's with. And then <laughs> the next bird says, You know what? I think I can change him. He's and again, me a dream here. It's, it's he the same. To cheat. <laughs> Managers and those girls have all got the same thing. It's an ego. It's an ego struggle. I'll be different. I won't be like the last one. Brendan was there, like, No, no, no. He's, don't worry about Mancini. I'm different. I'm different to him. <laughs> I like that, him looking at Mancini, thinking, look. <laughs> in terms of bust-ups, he, he gripped up Mancini by the collar in training, didn't he? Right around the time where he tried that rainbow flick goal in pre-season and got dropped. Yeah, their, their uh, relationship was volatile, to say the least, wasn't it? So someone described it as like a father-son. I was like, yeah, if, if said father-son batter each other. <laughs> Who who do you think's a more cool bloke, Mancini or Pep? Because Pep is kind of sold as that, but Mancini is just one of them. When he donned that city scarf, he looked like a right don. 
Hey, people were buying that who weren't even City fans. <laughs> well, the scarf just looks good. <laughs> um, Alberto Moreno, the next one up. So that that makes a lot of sense because he had a worldie in that said Spurs game, didn't he? Yeah. Again, he did look like he might be a player for us, but I've got to give him a miss because he was actually a decent... He was one of those where he actually should have just been played further forward because he really couldn't defend. But he didn't seem bad attacking-wise, so we should have given him a go. For we, the, or, some, or some club should. We were linked with him on a free before he left you, and there was murmurs that we were signing him to play as a winger, which gave me some relief that he wasn't going to be a defender, but very glad that we gave that one a miss. Yeah. Do you think... So it, he got a 20% hit rate, 80% miss. Do you think if he hadn't played in that Europa League final, then that would be a lot more favourable for him? Because that seemed to be the final straw for a lot of people. I think it was yeah. a tweet sent out by Jamie Carragher, wasn't it? To sign a fucking left back. <laughs> yeah. Right after that final. I think that was the nail in the coffin. <laughs> yeah, people only see lost. him going mad for Manny now. Forget about that. Yeah. yeah the uh, Strangely enough, though, he did... Um, before Robertson properly broke into the team, Moreno was actually on an all-right run of form. And he gets injured, Robertson plays, and yeah. then obviously the rest is history. But there we are. Okay, so as I said, we start to pick up then. So Divock Origi is the next one. 11.37 from Lille. He's paid that back as an even-in bit part appearances. I was going to say, because when I saw that money, that must have been some sort of tribunal. I thought it was a free. I thought we'd signed him out of contract, but he was he probably was at an age where we would have had to cough up something, I imagine. I'll be honest, at this point of putting together the survey, I was losing the will to live. <laughs> was... But either, either way, as you said, it's not it's not big money anyway, is it, in the grand scheme of things? And no. His contribution has been enough, which is an odd thing yeah. to say about someone who's a predominantly a squad player, but he's, you know, for the Barcelona yeah. and the Champions League yeah. final games alone, he's done it. Well, every manager don't, dreams, don't they, of a player that's happy to be a squad player. Yeah, and he yeah, yeah. has done that. Um, Emre Chan came from Leverkusen, 10.8 million. I'm surprised that some Liverpool fans called him a miss. Maybe they're a little bit bitter about how he left. Because Rory was one of them, wasn't he? And I was shocked that he said that. Why he said a miss, did he? Yeah, he said a miss, yeah. I'll, I thought I'll give you him got a more hit. than 16 million for him, in fairness. I thought it was a lot more than that, but he it was going to make a profit on him and got some good years out of him. Last year of his deal, wasn't it? It's, it's the thing. Um, I I think he was a I think he was a hit. I think he was good enough. I don't think he um, sort of went through the ceiling, but he was still a real good player. And ultimately, if we could have kept him, I think we would have done. So the fact that he refused to sign a deal shows it because he went to Juve, didn't he? So yeah, he obviously had someone in his ear. People weren't looking at that saying he's never getting in that Juve team. No, no, it was obviously we're benefiting hugely from hindsight that we've ended up having success without him. But it was seen yeah. as Liverpool have missed out it by letting him go. Obviously, things have worked out. But uh, yeah, I, I think he's a hit for 10 million. I think he's, yeah. he did a, a real good job. Yeah, I was surprised anyone called him a miss. Yeah, I, I've never been overly sold on him as like, you know, a sort of a game changer for anyone. But I think. So that sort of play, I think he's really good. I remember seeing him compared to Aaron Ramsey, and I thought well, Aaron Ramsey offers a lot more than Emery Chanders. Like, I don't What's... think they're that similar. No, certainly at least Ramsey's you know a goal-getting midfielder. I think that was probably my criticism of Chan was that 
he, he kind of didn't really have any sort of identity in midfield. He was just kind of a good stock midfielder, but not. He wasn't going to be the guy. He wasn't the best at breaking up the play. He wasn't the best passer. He wasn't the best goal scorer. He could just do a little bit of a little bit of everything. Jack of all trades, if you will. He is like Ruben Neves, isn't he? So when he does score, he absolutely scores. <laughs> yeah. yeah, true. But he doesn't have too many in the locker, does he, Chan? No, and another one that didn't have too many goals in their locker room. Ricky Lambert, um, 4.95 <laughs> million. One person gave him a hit. Um, 95, quite rightly, um, gave him as a miss. Maybe his dad was voting on the survey or something. <laughs> he was one of those, again, Liverpool fall for the local lads. Always yeah. been a fan type I th- player. I thought that made a lot of sense, the Ricky Lambert one. I don't really hold that one against him. For 5 million... For someone that knows they're going to come off the bench, I didn't see that as too bad. He was banging in goals for Southampton at the time as well, so you could see why it made sense to both parties. Yeah, England call up in in a different context. He, if he's walking into a good team, a winning team, it probably looks like an all right squad signing, doesn't it? But it's because we essentially were weak enough that he was going to have to actually start games that we were in trouble. Yeah, and our our, our success no actual trophies as such but when we did play well in the Brendan was that we had pace and movement up front with Suarez, Sturridge, Sterling coming in Coutinho coming in to change that from Balotelli who wouldn't run Lambert who couldn't run <laughs> Rini just wasn't very good I mean he just was never going to be able to work I think Rogers probably should have recognised that yeah. even if you can't get the required standard of player in because of money or whatever I think you get someone who's going to fit your style at the very least Lambert obviously doesn't do that well, the following year, um, you signed Christian Benteke for a total of £41.85 million when you include the bonuses. Rinse and repeat about the style of Christ. Yeah, 100% of people gave that a miss. Yeah, yeah, dreadful. Some, some of these, I mean, are, are still there. Bobby Firmino, £37 million total. Rash looking at it at the time on paper, but obviously... Again, but that, then I remember seeing the, the fee at the time was like £29 million. Okay. Which, again, doesn't look so yeah. rash on, on paper. Like you said, 37 million would look crazy. Uh, yeah, like you said, he's he's worked out, hasn't he? I really Initially, do go back and forth on him. I know you see not, uh, what he. I see sorry. what he does. I just I just maintain that with an out and out goal scorer, you can get what you lose from him. You can get with the goals from the goal scorer. Uh, the yeah. Athletic put a thing out today saying the reason that you didn't go for Timo Werner was because you, you viewed him as a backup option. Yeah, that's that's the problem, isn't it? Is if we don't see anyone better, then we'll leave it as it is. I think I probably I've said I said to you before that I don't think this year has been his finest. I think he should have scored more goals. Um, so your criticism is right in that in that regard. But I probably fall somewhere between what you're saying and somewhere between the. Uh, the football hipster on Twitter that yeah. would suck his dick if he didn't score any goals all year. I, I'd probably fall somewhere between it. Yeah, that that was one of the worst things I've ever seen. Chelsea taking them uh, Liverpool sloppers then with uh, Werner is what we're saying. <laughs> he was twerking for that Liverpool move. I was going to well. say, yeah, I don't think he exactly disguised what he was after. <laughs> but, uh... Twerking for that move. <laughs> A couple more. <laughs> Nathaniel Klein added up to just under 16 million. Surprised this one was as close as it was. Um, 60% gave him a hit, 40% for the miss. I, I'm giving him a hit. I think he was a solid enough okay. right back for us and for England for a 
spell. I think just because we've kind of seen how good Trent now looks, we're maybe viewing things a little bit differently. I think for what we were at the time, I think Klein was a, a decent enough acquisition at right back. Mark him down for that Barnet as well. Dreadful Barnet, yeah. So 7.47 million Danny Ings from Burnley. Surprised 30% of people gave it a hit. And I feel like that's partly just because of what he's gone on to do. Yeah, most definitely. I, th- I think it's a miss through no fault of his own, just that he got two big injuries yeah. and as a result didn't play. I um, think it could have worked out well. But yeah, yeah just, we just I can't give it a hit. He, didn't, he barely played. Don't need much uh, words on the next two. So Joe Gomez, 4.41 million from Charlton. That's obviously a tribunal for you, I imagine. Um, and James Milner on a free. There's no doubt in either of them. No. Or anything but a success. Great bits of business. Um, my favourite, Stephen Corker from QPR on a loan. <laughs> so I spoke to um, Tom Jeffries, who did the survey, and he said about how he was at the game when Corker came on up front against Arsenal. And I don't think that was an isolated incident either. I think he only played for us a couple of times. I think it was coming off the bench, we were obviously losing, and just throwing him up top. <laughs> well, Blackburn oh, yeah. made it fashionable with Samba, didn't they? And obviously, other clubs <laughs> just kind of took note. Um, yeah, strange, strange move. 16 17, then. So, Klopp's come in. First signing he makes, Sadio Mane, 37.8 million from Southampton. 100%. There's, there's no doubt in that one. He's. I wasn't 37.8 million kind of reported at the time, but again, as we're saying, it's with weird. The other because... fees going in. What's annoying sorry. with sorry, yeah, what's annoying with all of these transfers that start from now is that they looked like nothing nobody transfers. And they TK turned said out, he slated it at a time, the Mane yeah. one. So the Mane then, one, I, I said the more was that yeah, it's all right, Simon. Once again we've paid about ten million pounds too much for this sort of average sort of player. <laughs> great uh, great take from me. Like, I don't which, think you were alone there, I just think you're one of the ones that will say it rather than oh no yeah. I knew he was going to be yeah I was similar with um, you know, Benoit and Wijnaldum's the same window again yeah. I think we spent like 25 million on him was it and I was thinking he's an okay midfielder yeah. who's just been relegated with Newcastle what are we doing I was sold on him My turns man. out Klopp knows a bit more than I did yeah. Laurie, well same window Loris Carius 5.85 million from uh, Mines. He's unfortunate in terms of... <laughs> he, he will obviously only ever be remembered for that. And he did have a season behind him where he was okay. And for five million, that's not a huge amount for a keeper, a Premier League keeper. But for, for the Champions League alone, he's got to give him a miss, unfortunately. I, I think he'd have got not got away with, but it would have been maybe okay if it was just the one he concedes some range in that Champions League final. But the one he rolls out to Benzema is like, there's no escape in this. There's, no. there's just so lot. I can't offer an explanation for it. I can't. Yeah. What, what would go through your head? Well, I was watching that with you and Sam, and it was one of them where it's like, I don't even want to laugh at this. <laughs> it's painful. Um, I think, like, sorry. At this point in time, you become like the anti Chelsea, where you. Buy all these, like I said, nobody, nothing transfers, and they turn out to just be completely amazing and work mm. out brilliantly. Whereas Chelsea are buying like what you we say. One album was... is what drink water should have been. No, it's what Bakioko <laughs> should have been. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, that is. That's, 
Wijnaldum is what we got sold Bakayoko should have been. And like we went through the, this it's almost the same kind of parallel time-wise. And all of yours came off and all of ours we're still stuck with. Well, we said, didn't we, <laughs> that, that Monaco team in hindsight, they did very well to get the cash they did for some of those players because they've had absolute mm. stinkers once they've left. Mm. Yeah, um, a lot of them are. Wijnaldum we've just referenced, everyone gave that as a hit. Yeah. Um, same window we've got um, riding the Clavan. Twenty percent of people said he was a hit. <laughs> he was again an all right centre after fill in. Uh, didn't have much else to him really. I'll, I'll say a I'll say a miss just because he wasn't an overly great player. But I don't for that sort of money, I think he's probably an all right signing really. Similar to him, you got Joel Matip on a free. Great business. Yeah, great business. That was the one that kick-started your defence a little bit. Before the arrival of Van Dyke, everyone was Van Dyke's about... up next. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This, this window is pretty crazy for Liverpool. So you make four signings in 17-18 um, and you bring in Virgil van Dijk for 76.19. You've got Mo Salah for 37.8. You've got Ox for 34.2 and you've got Andy Robertson for 8.1 million. Yeah. That's about as good as it gets. And yeah. I'd like to get your opinion on the Ox one because I was surprised 95% of people said it was a hit. Not because I think he's done badly, but I I think this is the rare case. They say that the purpose of a deal is that both both parties should come away thinking that they've got the better side and a good deal. Mm. I think this stands up because I do think both Liverpool and Arsenal I don't think Arsenal are thinking we shouldn't have taken that 30, 40 million for Ox. I don't think Liverpool are thinking we shouldn't have paid that 30, 40 million for Ox. But we've no. seen a lot. Liverpool man don't seem to trust him, do they, in a in a two-man midfield? They they do need kind of legs either side of him. Yeah, he's... he's he can't man, control he? a game. He, no, no, that's that's probably the probably the fair criticism. Uh when he hit that run before than the injury, he, I still think that was the best he's looked in terms of you thought he could be the, the leading man in that, that sort of that free midfield. Um, and I think he has kind of got back to those heights in patches since then. But it, it is hard. Again, he's out for a long time with that injury. And in that time, we've done pretty well. As a standout moment, I guess, the goals against Man City would probably be what would be an Ox's highlight reel. But, if you were to pinpoint for me the best game he's played in his career that shows exactly what he's about, you'd have to go back and we played Southampton in the third round of the FA Cup. And admittedly, they rested players. I, I still don't know why. But <laughs> Wenger played him in the centre of midfield. And he literally ran the show that day. He was pinging passes left, right and centre. He was cutting passes out. I think he had the most interceptions, the most touches, the most tackles on the field. It was like a complete performance. Shows what he can do, but Obviously, you're not Liverpool are among the elites, so you're not going to have him doing that against Barcelona, Juventus. I think we have seen enough to know that as much as he's versatile enough to play in different positions, he's clearly his best in the middle. I think when you put him out wide or one of our front three, it just doesn't just doesn't work. I find it crazy when you think back to when he came through at Arsenal when he was seen as an out and out winger. Mm. And he's kind of made that transition into the midfield. Well, the way he dribbles and, with the ball is still as good as like anyone in the league. He is yeah. frightening when he gets going. 
I think as well that if you go back to the time where Arsenal sold him to Liverpool and you said to me, he will win the league with Liverpool now. I just wouldn't have ever seen that coming at the point of that transfer. And I remember, the, sorry. sorry. Go on. I, I was about to say I was raging that we signed him at first. I remember he hadn't had a great spell towards the end of Arsenal. And Chelsea got in for him, hadn't they? Yeah. I was slating him on every pod. And yeah, and he got and that got knocked back and Liverpool went in for him. And around again, this ages horribly on my part. But around obviously we've spent the money on Mane or whatever. And I'm saying Liverpool just aren't learning a fucking lesson here. Chelsea have had that that offer not back. Why are we going in with thirty five whatever frocks? And obviously it has worked out pretty well. <laughs> again at the time slating our business once again. I remember we did a pod, it was on a bank holiday Monday, and um Arsenal had just been battered by Liverpool five one. It was um, Ox's last game for us. And I think I actually was driven to drink that podcast because I bad it. <laughs> yeah. And and I remember Ox, and it always sticks with me, he then did his first interview with the Liverpool player. And I think he must have had a big game coming up because he said, um, we're going into this one confidence high. I mean, we beat Arsenal 5-1 last week. <laughs> and we said it about some players. He is just a lovely bloke, isn't he? He is someone... Seeing him happy does genuinely make me happy when I see him celebrating and things like that. If he's not against us, I do yeah. wish him to have like the happiest career that he can possibly have. Yeah, he does seem like a genuinely lovely fella. I remember yeah, I watching an interview with him when he came through at Arsenal and it was he had to weigh up whether he wanted to play football or play for Harlequins and rugby. Like he could do Yeah, both. yeah, yeah. And he had to literally choose Arsenal over the Harlequin side of things. I don't think he has a bad bone in his body, to be fair. Arts, great guy. Alisson then from Roma, 18-19 season. This is the final piece of the puzzle then. So, I mean, I don't know if anyone's going to listen to us for two and a half hours, but... Credit where do you, um, you they have? Yeah. Alisson, 56.25 million. Um, I think we should point out Chelsea fans um, were laughing at the amount you'd spent on a keeper here, saying that uh, after what had been uh, laughed at them previously for the money they'd spent, only to go and get Kepper afterwards. But <laughs> if you compare the two deals, this is if you're going to fork out that much on a keeper, this is the keeper you should get back. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah, it's crazy how the like you say, how the two have worked really. The only team he's lost to at Anfield is Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that is a crazy start. I saw that the other day. Wow, that is a start. Yeah, and boy, did they lose that game as well. <laughs> um. Nabi Keita, this this is one. Eighty percent of people said he was a hit. I think uh, when you think of the money involved as well and the hype, because you you paid the season before, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I think they're either forecasting what he can do. Yeah, okay. Or I don't know, hedging the bets because um, I just played it as a okay. If you have to, if you said right, he never plays a game again. Yeah. What, what was it? So in which case I said I missed, like I said, for the for the money side of it and you saw it's an unfortunate thing, but when you've signed player twelve months before, you're watching their games and the highlight reels and stuff like that and you're getting yourself amped up and excited for it. And as of yet, he hasn't yet scaled those heights. I think he's shown here and there, but I don't think he's for an extended period of time. So jury's still out on that one. But I, I would back him to do it, but at the yeah. minute. You have Cater yes. and Fabinho playing their first games for Liverpool in the same season. 
and Fabinho costs about 15 million less. And yeah. I would say there's a there's a clear difference. If I think if you ask 100 Liverpool fans if they keep Fabinho or they keep Cater, I think you're lucky to get five that say they're taking Cater over Fabinho. Yeah, I think they'd be looking to be a bit hipster if they were doing that. <laughs> yeah, or maybe we like, should, I don't know drug like taking Firmino over Salah. <laughs> you also got Shakiri thirteen point two three million in that time. Sixty five percent of people said he was a hit. How, where do you stand on that? Yeah, I'm, I'm giving a hit. I think he's. I agree. Been, yeah, I think he's a, kind of been perfect for what he's been. I think we should have used him a little bit more actually, really. Uh, but we haven't he's perfect for he's been happy to be a squad player which I probably didn't think he would he didn't think his temperament would be sort of like that prior to joining us um, and he hasn't made you know key contributions I know the, the free kick against Newcastle that Origi scores from if we'd end up winning the league we probably would have been looked back on as one of those turning point moments but again starting against Barca when we had a, yeah. uh, the injuries to the other lads up front so he's been part of some big moments I um do you, I think he's probably unlucky not he's not to have played more. Do you think if Brendan's in charge that he's happy being a bench player? You you're probably right. I think you're probably right in terms of that's part of the magic of Klopp is the fact that he is able to keep people happy in a manner I, that you wouldn't expect. I actually think if he plays for any other side than Stoke, we'd have gone in for him for that money. But the bad blood from seemingly right at the top level to the fans with Arsenal and Stoke. They were never going to go for him. We probably would have to pay an extra 10, 20 million to get him as well. <laughs> yeah, true. Which at that price then, it's, it's not worth it so much. Then, I guess the, the, final, the final two to even mention then are Adrian and Minamino. So, it's Adrian, I think it's easy to say he's a hit for what he's done. Came in on a free, covered in Alisson's absence and didn't do anything wrong, essentially. And Minamino, I think it's 80% of people gave him a miss, but I, I, I almost thought about not putting him in because it is harsh for half a season to be judging him there. So I can, I think you'll find out this season whether he is or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, I think it looks like from watching him prior to joining us, he could be useful. But since he's been with us, obviously he does look like he needs to... Uh... I was about to say tough enough a bit. That sounds like he's... I know what you mean. Yeah, he looks like he needs to a little bit, but most sort of foreign players have had that sort of period of adjustment, so we'll see what he comes with next year. Last questions then. I'll ask you because I don't know which one of these answers is yours. So who do you think is the best signing between 2005 and 2020? It's... I mean... The most important as well because... Just the best transfer and the most important, because I'd imagine they're separate. All right, I think I think the best signing I do think is Suarez in terms. Of, I think is the best individual talent that we signed yeah. for not a huge amount of money, really. Um, obviously, the best investment turned out to be Coutinho because the money we ended up getting off him. But I'd say Suarez. Um, most important, I'd, I've you know I'd probably sound a bit like a broken record because I've mentioned it previously, but I do think Van Dyke sort of changes your life. Yeah, I yeah. think if you don't sign him, I don't think any of this happens. I think if we got rid of him tomorrow, I think that would, it could, you know, all f- fall flat on its face for as good as Liverpool are. I think we're as, as kind of a spread out a sort of team as you can get in terms of everyone has their role. It's not like a, it's like a messy team. Everything's quite heavily on him. 
think responsibility is shared out a lot more evenly in a Liverpool team. But I think if you had one person who's the most central to it at Liverpool, I think it's Van Dijk. The the other replies I had, Mane or Salah in the same answer. Van Dijk, Van Dijk, Suarez, Van Dijk, Van Dijk, Van Dijk, Van Dijk, Van Dijk, Dijk, Bobby, (laughs) Salah, Suarez. And then some, so one answer, Van Dijk, Salah, Mane, Robertson, Milner. As one answer. Suarez, (laughs) another one. Mane, Salah, Van Dijk, Alisson, Robertson, Torres, Suarez. Didn't really grasp the pace here. Van Dijk, Van Dijk, Van Dijk. Joanne or Craig Bellamy, so there's our saboteur. There we go. <laughs> Andy Robertson, pure value for money. Um, then, TK, who did you pick worst signing 2005-2020? I think I'd put it down in, which maybe seems disrespectful. I just remember being really deflated, just even at the idea of assigning him. Yeah, Carol, I've got... Pro- Carol probably is. I just thought he was the obvious one. I know which number you were now, if you ever answers. Participant 14, you were. So the other ones are Aquilani, Andy Carroll, Benteke, Voronin, 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 Benteke. <laughs> oh, actually, Voronin, worst player I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> Benteke, the prize. Balotelli was never our type of player. Christian Poulsen, David Ngo, Aquilani, Aquilani, Karius, Markovic, Benteke, Sahin. People love giving multiple answers here. Downing, Konczewski and Paulson, Karius, Voronin, Aquilani, Benteke, and then finally, Benteke, absolute cabbage. <laughs> a lovely Gloucester answer there. Barini has uh, been extremely lucky not to get a mention there. Yeah, I think that could have been uh, someone you put forward to Jack, so it's the last person that did it, so there you go. Yeah. And then finally, TK, where would Brendan have finished with this Liverpool side this season? Champions, second, third, fourth, or outside the top four? He'd have had us top going into lockdown, and we'd have been about fourth by the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that what you picked when I, you no, did it? I, I think I put second. I think I said I think we would fall off enough with Brendan that I think us and City would have been in a race, and I think City would have got... I, I might be being harsh, but I don't think Brendan would have built the team to this stage. I think he's very, very yeah. good. I just think Klopp's just a little just got that. Nobody said outside the top four. I I rate Brendan probably higher than most people do. So I think I think he would have run us very, very close. Yeah, the most the, popular answer was champions. The way we've uh, the way it kind of went a bit south with Leicester at this does lead me to just question if he is able to get over the line. Yeah. I get you. I'll well, I mean, close here because we've come to the end and we've done two and a half hours. So I'll <laughs> say thank you to, to both of you, TK and, and Jack, um, after the shambles we had earlier. <laughs> no problem. To do this together. And then I do think next week, um, unless something major happens, we, we will do an Arsenal one of these because um, and we'll probably do a United one before the, before the next season starts. You know, and we'll still fun. do your uh, be best mixed bag in there, Christ. We'll still do your best Spanish player as well, TK. I've not forgotten that. I've got a long little list of ones for us to get into, so uh, we won't uh, run out of things to do. So, thanks again. If you've made it this far, we appreciate it. Thanks to everyone that did the survey. That's helped us here. We've seen that maybe TK isn't crazy, other than maybe Albert Riera. We've seen that. <laughs> Real Morales really does have a dedicated set of fans. So <laughs> we've, we've, we've learnt a lot today. Thanks for listening. We'll be back. Goodbye. <laughs>